ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Hey guys, I sat down with the Kong Valley Collective, Jonathan Metcalf, Christian Armstrong, Luke Elifritz, Tyler McCloskey, and Jimmy Glaser. We get into the men behind the mission, the redirection of Kong Valley, and just have some fun going back and forth. So we're on with the executive members of the Kong Valley Collective. Gentlemen, what's happening? Hey. So I got Jimmy Glaser, Luke Elifritz, Tyler McCluskey, Christian Armstrong, last but not least, Jonathan Metcalf. Missing Dan Trout. And uh did I get Christian? Yes, sir. Okay. Didn't know. (laughs) Thought I thought I might have messed up there. So the point of this sit down, guys, right, is, is as we've gone through each of your individual episodes and talked about Kong Valley Collective, yourselves, the mission of Kong Valley, um, and it's been moving strong, right? We've even had some of the, the legends. Um, we had uh, the Perpetual Wanderer, uh, shout out to Lena there, on and talked about her, you know, her path and, and her life in the outdoors and everything, right? So wanted to get together with all you guys and kind of do a roundtable discussion and talk about Kong Valley. The growth, which has been phenomenal over the last, you know, really, it's, it's really only 90 days, right? I mean, it's been going for a little bit longer than that, but I mean, 90 days, this really dropped the first of the year for the most part. Um, and it's kind of been blast off from there. So Let's start off, John. Why don't you give us some, uh, let's get some background, man. You know, we've heard from all the guys. Why, why these guys? What, 
made you decide to reach out to the gentleman you reached out to and, and gather this, this group of individuals? All right, guy. Well, first of all, man, on behalf of, I'm sure everybody in this podcast, this whole gang here, man, we, we just want to take a second to tell you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's been phenomenal. It's been phenomenal getting the opportunity to not only share our stories, but share our heart with your listeners and with you over the last six, seven weeks, man. Um, man, as the head of this thing, I, I personally can't thank you enough for not only your dedication and your time to this, but just being there to help guide us and help keep us honest, man. It's, it's been real. So thank you. Yes, sir. No problem, boys. It's been fun, man. I've enjoyed it. Enjoy the hell out of each and every one of you. So to answer your question on why did I choose the executives, man, uh, to be real with you, I got to break it down. Kind of, I kind of want to give it to you in an order here. Um, this all started with the desire to be different, to be unique, if you will. And it started two years ago with me thinking about how air quotes, hunting numbers are declining. I don't have enough research to speak on that personally. So I'm not going to say they are, they aren't, but from what I've heard, they are. And Ultimately, my goal originally was, well, the one thing that I personally can do is share my story, share my passion and my why, if you will, to, to what it is that drives me to be in the mountains pursuing these animals. And uh, honestly, it all started through this platform that called Go Wild that you're a part of, man. And I had the opportunity to get on there and as I was in the brainstorming stages of this, I met some incredible people and that's where this really begins. And it all has to start with Jimmy. I met Jimmy on go wild along with Dan Traup, who we'll get into in a minute, who unfortunately can't be here because of work, but he's with us in spirit. Um, But Jimmy, to be specific about Jimmy, man, I, I met this guy that he has this relentless passion for being outside and and living his best life and sharing it vicariously through his son. And the more I saw that, the more it intrigued me as a person to, to look deeper. Like what, why is that? What is it? And as I began to develop what would be now, I guess, unique in our narrative, it was that with Jimmy specifically, I got to tell you, he was there to chat with and bullshit with and have a good time. But just the way that he shared the outdoors through at the time, a two-year-old or one-and-a-half-year-old was like nothing I've ever seen. And then when we dug into, as as your listeners know, if they look back to Jimmy's episode, they dug into his his story there. It was just incredibly unique and phenomenal. And it spoke to me on levels. Spoke I mean, about a, between it. Everybody on levels. I uh, spoke to everybody on levels, man. The response from Jimmy's episode was, was yeah, nothing shy of stellar. Right. Rightfully so. I mean, the guy, I mean, Jimmy, dude, you. First of all, man, your parenting style is something I hope to someday emulate. And I say that because 
there's times I won't say that I'm less of a man, but there's times I'm less of a father comparatively to you because your just ability to take your son and show him what you love in a way that I'm still learning to do. And that, and that spoke to me on so many different levels. And then when I heard the stories from Jimmy about his, his grandfather and his dad and, and just kind of what drove him. And again, you guys can hear this for yourself. If you, if you tune back in to Jimmy's episode and specifically I'm saying, um, but if you, if you listen to that episode where he kind of briefly touches on it, it was something like nothing I've ever seen. And so when it came down to putting, piecing this whole this whole crazy train, if you will, together. So with Jimmy, it was just a, it was a no brainer because the way that he leads his family and the way that he was as a human being and the way that he shared his, his passions for being outside was like nothing I've ever seen before. And it, and it spoke to me on a personal level and then getting to know Jimmy more throughout this whole thing. Um, even prior, prior KVC stuff, uh, Jimmy's story was one that, man, there's not many people that can, that can deny the power of it. And so for me, it was, it was really honestly a no brainer. And then there was uh, Dan, 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 the straight arrow man. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so Dan, Dan's like one of the most strategic guys I've ever met. Um, I heard his story between about his father and just his passion for chasing whitetails. And it was, again, inspiring but entirely different to anything that i knew is normal so with dan honestly he just captivated me enough to be like okay now i have a direction to go and so the more i got to know dan i was able to figure out that with dan he's he doesn't miss a beat man so good good on him for that because i needed a strategical guy that could help catch me and when I'm in fast forward with things. And so that's where Dan kind of came into this whole thing. So you got Dan working 24 seven cause you are always in fast forward, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just bouncing stuff off of him, man. It's good to be humbled. Good to hear somebody speak in a different language, you know, like they do over there in Virginia and kind of <laughs> check yourself. If you, will. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, that was Dan. He just, I just knew that he would, he'd be good for keeping it straight, man, and, and helping, helping me with my integrity. Cause I mean, that's important in all of this, right? Not losing yourself. Um, so, so I mean, that was Dan. Then let's, let's talk about our boy, Rev. Man, Reverend Armstrong, Christian. <laughs> when I met, when I had the, the pleasure to meet Christian, it was right before elk season and I'd already kind of developed what I wanted to do with this, but I was in a place where being in Oregon, man, I knew I was going to need help. I knew I was going to need help, but more importantly, I was going to need help from a guy that I could count on that I could, 
that I could step away doing the dad with four kids thing for a minute and deal with what's the most important to me, which is my family and still have that message there, pushing people to grind, pushing people to be more. And I got the opportunity to meet Christian ironically enough on, on go wild as well, very briefly. And then later we found out we were talking on Instagram too, but or at least I figured that out. And, and, uh, his passion. It was contagious. Like I spoke to you about in our, our original recording guy. I mean, there was nobody else. There was, there was very few people I knew at that time in my life that were as passionate as Rev was. And it was coming from a very humble place where he spoke to me in a way that not only could I relate, but I knew he got it. He understood. And so I looked at Rev like, help me bring this body from a figure to an action figure. Give it movement. Help me make that first step. And he was all over it. Man, and I, and y'all know you listen to his episode. The guy is contagious and he's passionate and he's going to see it through no matter what. And I mean, that's something I admired about him. So I knew going into this, when we're talking executive role specifically, I knew I had to plug Christian into this. Because I knew that this guy, if I died tomorrow, I knew that this guy right here would continue on the path. And that's what's most important is being able to see this through regardless of what changes may or may not come. And then let me get into Luke. The professor of elk. The professor. I, I really, the Wapiti wizard. I really believe they changed it from <laughs> Elka Fritz to Ella Fritz at some point in that lineage, bro. <laughs> this man's a slayer. I agree with no, sir. No, sir. Still learning here, boy. Still learning. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where that's where it's at though, right there, buddy. Thirty years of learning. Whooping ass. Man, so Luke, that him and uh, I believe him and Christian started talking first. Thankfully. So thankful for that. Um, but what, what transpired to that is I had the opportunity from a place a little bit more reserved to watch and learn about Luke. And man, if you want to talk about a good, just a good human being, Luke Elifritz is that person. And what I was able to see from a reserved place, I was able to watch him. He started that journey, journey of an elk hunter. And I was able to watch him. And my passion, as you all know, is elk. My passion is elk. So he was speaking my language. And I'm at a place in my personal journey that I, man, a lot of it doesn't make sense because it's scary. It's new. It's frightening because it's new, you know? And, with Luke, I was able to see him not only step up his content, but his voice started getting louder. But it wasn't louder like, let me kick you in the ass and tell you to get in gear. It was louder like, let me teach you. Let me show you. Let me guide you. <laughs> And I thought that was really unique. And so we watched Luke start to embark on this journey. And 
And originally we had asked Luke to come on and, hey, man, will you be one of our legends? Which we'll get into later in this podcast. I'm sure what a legend is or was, I should say. And Jimmy will clarify that. But we got to get into this journey of, and we had Luke. He said, sure, man, I'll come on board. I love what you guys are doing. He's not a lost sheep by no means, but I'm ready to give up on social media. There's a bunch of garbage that I don't like, but I like what you're doing. I'm down to, to help how I can. And, and at first I was financially, I mean, I can't, I can't, I mean, I can't thank him enough. Let me tell him this for the first time right here in front of everybody is thank you for supporting us when we were nobody. Absolutely. When we were a thought. You know, yeah, yeah. because no, no thanks needed, guys. Thank you for everything you gave me and shown me. So there's no thank you need. Yeah, but I mean, I'm gonna take a minute and tell you thank you, because it came out with you buying a hat, man. That's that's where you, my attention really got turned. With Christian came to me and said, "Hey, man, these hats that we're running." Luke came to me and he wants two, or whatever he got, and I was like, "No way." And it became surreal. And and then I saw, and as this journey of an elk hunter continued, I was able to see a glimpse of the man that I get to call one of my mentors and best friends now, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. And with Luke specifically, the guy has lived the life. He's traveled the road. And he's honest about the journey. And so when it came to how do we do this, how do, how do we, how do we do this in a leadership stance? It was a, I know I'm using the word no brainer, but honestly, you'd be stupid not to say, can I ask you to be more involved? Can I ask you to step up? And, and he did, and he has, and you're seeing it and you're seeing it in ways that I'm not going to tell you right now, because we're going to talk about this and, further in the podcast i'm i'm sure of it but but he's i mean man he's a paver and as far as masons are concerned he's a paver man and he's a rock and i can't be more thankful for him so and that brings me to last but not least of the executives thus far tyler my man, Tyler, what, what started as me reaching out, trying to put together this craziness of 31 days of giveaway <laughs> has become something, <laughs> oh, man, that was crazy. You have no idea. That was so crazy. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but with Tyler, with Tyler, man, it started out with me reaching out to two point broadhead shout out to them for will you get involved i killed my elk i don't know if you remember me or not but i i killed my bull with your guys' head this year not not enough good things to say this is what we are this is what we're trying to do are you interested in conversation and then that became he responded so thank you tyler for your mm-hmm. response because people don't <laughs> <laughs> but he responded and he responded with killer logo email this address talk to these people love what you're doing i'll be in touch oh by the way this is my personal page 
if I can help, let me know. And yeah, man, honestly, just really humbling to be honest with you guy. It was humbling more than anything because when you think about this was all a dream to me two years ago and now it was growing legs at that time and then it was going to happen. And now we're going to show people that we're a real thing by doing the 31 days of giveaway thing that we did, which was stupid. Like Rev said, stupid, <laughs> but we did it. <laughs> We've done it, <laughs> but to honestly, to get back to Tyler, man, to, to just get to know a guy and, and to be able to hit him up and be like, dude, my fat ass has to climb up a tower crane at 5.30 in the morning. Can I get you on the phone? And he's like, I'll be up, man. Give me a call. And to be able to have the opportunity to share with him what exactly we're trying to do, what this looks like, but to speak to somebody in the marketing world on an honest level and say, hey, I can't promise you this, this, or this. I won't promise you that in in terms of exposure, numbers, or likes even, right? Mm -hmm. But to be able to go to that guy and tell him honestly where we're at, what we're doing, and not only have him respond with, we're not worried about that, we're in, but to come back to me after he's had time to process and tell me, I personally want to be involved with this whenever you're ready. That was incredible because it, it was a really an eye opener for me that this isn't just a group of passionate guys. This is a group of guys that believe that we can do this. We can do what we're going to talk about later on is what our mission is. And so then I got to digging into Tyler more and I got to see not only his to point side but him as a person him as a human being as a father as a husband and he was nothing short of any of these other guys that we just spoke about he's the same dude living his own journey man in his own shoes and i just knew after digging more that this guy if he gave you his word he he was in he doesn't speak about shit he can't do he speaks about what he will do and that's what we needed and then man Shout out to Mountain Built Media. Tyler yeah, Trump, without a doubt. The Shout out to them to see their exemplary work, which y'all can check out at kongvalley.com, kongvalleycollective.com. Or westerncontours.com. That's a testament. Or westerncontours. Yeah. Let's, okay. Well, now we're telling them. There or it is. Or westerncontours.com. <laughs> and ad work on other companies that I'm not going to drop their name, but you're seeing it, people. You're seeing their ad work and Kudu Point, right? You're seeing this man's work. He's dedicated, he's precisive, and he is clean and crisp in what he does, and he represents all of us with little to no thanks. And I cannot say enough about not only his skills, but his selflessness, man. Tyler is about to, and you'll have to forgive me, man, but he's about to have shoulder surgery coming up here real soon. And this man is still out here building westerncontours.com, building kongvalleycollective.com, making ads, getting after it, taking care of his kids, taking care of his wife, doing the family thing. And he doesn't miss a beat. Does not miss a beat because this is what he loves. 
these are the type of people I not only have to, but knew I needed to surround myself with in terms of launching not only a brand, but a movement that was authentic. Nice, man. Nice. So you brought up the mission. I'm going to direct it to uh, Mr. Elka Fritz. Luke, why don't you give us the Kong Valley mission statement, man? Well, the mission statement is one of the, you know, one of the bigger reasons why I really believed in it from the, the start, you know, that it was the right thing to be a part of. But as a mission, it, it's a collective. It's a group of uh, men and women that uh, have a love and a bond with the outdoors. Um the majority of which is hunting and fishing, but it, it's just a, a love with the outdoors period. But <clears throat> we feel that there's been a, you know, misconception um, out there on what it is that we do and the reasons that we do the things we do in the outdoors. And we're not always comfortable, honestly, putting out on social media why we're doing something or what we did. We, we look at these preconceived notions of it should be this or should be that. So with the Congo Valley Collective, we want to bridge the gaps and start to destroy that misconception. Let, you know, educate people. Let people know that it's okay to ask questions. Let them know that it's a journey, that we're not, we're not experts right out of the gate. This is a process that everybody goes through. Whether they talk about it or put it up there, that's you know that's their business. But I'm I'm here to tell you that you know every day is is a new opportunity to grow as a person in every aspect of your life. And I really believe in this because I know what the outdoors has done for my life as a whole, and it's way bigger than hunting elk. And my thank you to Kong Valley and Jonathan and Christian and Dan and Jimmy and Tyler and all these guys that are putting this together is it gave me an avenue to look at myself and realize areas that I was missing the ball. I was dropping it. I was not getting there. And so if I can do that, pay that forward, that's my mission. Wonderfully said, man. Wonderfully said. So Rev Christian, uh, Armstrong, man. Why is the mission yes, important, man? Why is why is it important that we bridge those gaps, break down those walls, and and you know tell the truth in this, if you will? I mean, you you just heard it, Luke. I think you know Jay Matt nailed it. He, for me, Luke is like he's the epitome of everything that we see as 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 the mission and and where we want to take this. Is when you see wisdom, when you see someone selfless enough to share all their experience and their lifelong passion with others. And then you listen to what he just said about how this, this whole collective, this movement, it's brought about change in each and every one of us. And what I've, what I've been so amazed with is that when I was introduced and Jay met came to me and said, bro, we want it. We are going to do this. And I want to do it this way and this way. We had an idea and we knew exactly what we wanted to do, but to watch how Kong Valley collective has evolved as each person has been added to the collective has been absolutely like, it's mind blowing, man. It's, it's absolutely inspiring to see that one person makes a difference every time. And the more you see that, the more it makes you self-reflect and look at first off what your strengths are, but also what your weaknesses are and that you are capable of sharing that proudly. You know, it's, I think we, we live in an age where everybody wants to be the biggest, the baddest, the fastest, the strongest. And it's like, 
that's all, it's all a lie, man. And when you can do exactly like what Luke said and you can bring to the table, this is where I've dropped the ball, but you know what? This guy to my left or my right or this woman at, at this point with the collective, we all make we all make a component that is so much stronger when you can share that. And so bridging the gaps, you know, it, it may take time. It might take a year. It might take five years. But the thing is, is we have a group right now already that's committed to doing it. And I know that we all will see it through. I mean, you listen to all these guys talk. Everybody speaks from the heart and everybody acts from the heart. And you can't beat that. So, you know, so you take, you take the journey of an elk hunter, right? Post by, by Luke here. And you look at, you, you cover up the context of, of, you know, the message that he's posting down below and you look at that picture and, and you see a guy there, you know, with a grip and grin, right. Of some magnificent beast, right. Mm-hmm. But then you take that, that, that message that he's providing there, that story, you know, that day to day, um, why does that grab us so much more than that picture when we take the time to read it, right? Because a lot of what we see on social media is, you you know, you're flipping, you're, you're swiping up, swiping up, and you're double tap, swipe up, double tap. Why is it important yeah. to get into that message, right, when we see that stuff? Well, and I think, like you said, that, that leads to a double-edged sword. I think there's so much that an image can say. They always say a picture says a thousand words. And, you know, that's that's a whole, another topic that I'm sure we're going to hit on somewhere in this podcast. But you know, when you show when you show a picture like that, most of the time people that agree with you are going to double tap and keep scrolling. But when there's that person that has you know an opposing view or out of curiosity is going to go read to see what you have to say about it. Okay, here's a picture of this dude with this dead animal in his hands. What's he got to say about it? And I guarantee you, when someone someone goes and reads Luke's journey of an elk hunter, they're going to be like, "Whoa, wait a second. This is what this is not what I'm used to seeing here. What? Why is this guy?" have such a different narrative than 90% of, of everything else that I see when I'm scrolling through the internet. And I think that's, that's the principle is, you know, and I think that's a lot of what we've tried to, to show out of our demographic is that, you know, clean up your pictures, be presentable, be respectful. You know, we, we love these animals. And that's the one thing I always share with someone with an opposing view is just like, you're not going to meet anybody else that loves and cares for these animals more than any, any hunter or outdoorsman does. I mean, we put so much work and effort into being, the most ethical, responsible hunters that we can be. And so when you got guys like Luke and, and even Jimmy and all and the whole crew, everybody, we all go out. And we're, our point is to just present Kong Valley and what it means to be an outdoorsman, whether it be a hunter or fisherman or whatever it is, in a way that makes people realize that it's not just you know a hobby. It's not just a tradition. Those are just assets of it being our lifestyle. So, Jimmy... Yep. How could this work if we were just individuals, right? What 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 can we do as just individuals if if a guy is not connected to Kong or is not having that conversation um or is not, you know, getting the exposure or able to get through to somebody, which is not the case. I'm just posing a question. What do we do as an individual to get that narrative or, or you know, outlook changed? well you kind of touched on it there it's it's all about positive outlook um like i said you said it doesn't you don't have to be part of kong to make a difference here it's about if you're if you're going to be passionate be passionate and express it and show it show the journey show the whole journey on um on everything um it doesn't matter what you're doing 
if you're enjoying the outdoors, say why. What, why are you enjoying it? What is it about the outdoors that you keep coming back or why you keep coming back to it? Um, and it's all it takes is, you know, one other person to hear that. And then they might be like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I'll start, you know, documenting why I like it. And it's, I mean, it's a trickle effect, man. It'll, all it takes is the right person and in that a small community to let it grow. So thank you. So Tyler, I'm coming at you, man. Yeah, buddy. When when you and I recorded, man, I saw some shadows being cast on your wall, right? And and yeah. you know, as a as a hunter, I had to see what was up there, right? <laughs> yeah. But I think one of the things that people miss, and and, and I'm just saying this because we're we're kind of talking about it. One thing that people miss in this narrative is the importance of you know, let's call it what it is, right? That trophy, that bone on the wall. Um, mm-hmm. that's all they see, but why don't you, why don't you tell us the importance of that meaning behind that bone on the wall that was casting those shadows behind you as we were recording. And I think that's a big part of that, that whole story that's missed, right? That's, that's some yeah. legacy hanging on that wall there. Why is that sure. important? So it's not just, you know, having that trophy on the wall Then when you have, when you have those up there, excuse me, it's telling, it's reminding you of that adventure that you took. It's reminding you of you know, what it took for you to get out there and get those animals. And it's, for most of us, it's, you know, it's a lifelong journey. Some person may only shoot one elk in their lifetime. And so them to bring that home, that's a lifetime of, of stories and hunts just to get that one creature, you know, and we're all hunters and we want to fill our freezers and, you know, eat, eat the best meat out there. But to have that story up on your wall is, it, it's epic. And, that the the ones you're talking about in particular were were my dad's. There you so, go. you know that whole wall was dedicated to my dad. And so when I go out to my garage every day, I look up at that wall, and it reminds me of all the awesome times that I had in the mountains, chasing elk and chasing deer with my dad. So it's not just a trophy; it's just the story and the adventure, and it's everything. That legacy, man. Exactly nailed it. So Tyler, man, you you sent. Uh, well, you know what? We got to do something here, right? So. I'm not going to say that everybody should know who each one of you guys are. Right. But in that, in that social media realm versus real life realm, right. We're, we're calling each other by names here are, mm-hmm. uh, our God given names. So I got Jonathan Metcalf or J met, right. I got, uh, Jimmy Glaser, J Glaser. I got Christian Armstrong. That's uh rev underscore Kong Valley. And I got, uh, Tyler McCluskey the real Tyler McCluskey, and we got Luke Elifritz, right? Wyoming elk fever, a Wyo elk fever. So I better clarify that so folks know who they're talking to if they're looking. So sorry about there that. So Tyler, <laughs> yogurt, man, you had a question that you sent over to John, right? That, that, was, that was pretty funny, buddy. So you, you go ahead and ask that question, and I'm going to direct who I want to answer it. So go ahead, man. Okay. Fire away, bro. So- if you were yogurt, would you be fruit at the bottom or stirred? <laughs> All right, Rev. Rev, you're up, bro. And, oh, wait. And, and you got to tell us what fruit you are. Go ahead, Rev. Damn, man. Why do I got to be? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that question, honestly. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say I'm stirred, bro, because I don't like that shit at the bottom. That shit grosses me out. <laughs> All right, it's still fruit in it. So, what fruit are you? But if I'm fruit, if I'm if I'm fruit, dude, it's gonna be peaches and cream. 
There you oh. go. <laughs> oh. More like cookies man. and cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Who just said, "Oh my god"? Was that? That was me. <laughs> All right, Luke, you're up, bud. <laughs> uh, I'm fruit at the bottom. What fruit and are I'm you? Raspberry. What? I'm a raspberry. <laughs> Metcalf, where you at? Oh, come on. You should have left me out of this. Oh, man. no, it was coming, brother. Sour I, t- I told you. I told you it was coming. You aren't going to do that. <laughs> Luke's a sour ass fruit being raspberry. Well, naturally in my overly fit form, I'm stirred. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with blackberry. There we go. That actually kind of makes bro. sense. What's up? <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Bittersweet, bro. What's up? All right, last but not least. Jimmy, man, what you got? Man, I you got to be stirred. I mean, you got to have the mixer in there. Uh, that's I don't know blueberry. I guess <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's Jimmy's gonna be Coors Light flavored yogurt. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, once we get on partnerships, we're gonna start really hitting on. <laughs> we're trying to push that one. I'm I'm glad nobody said banana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. Um, so why not just hunting, man? Right. So we're you guys are you guys are bridging some gaps here, right? I mean, you you know, we're talking to folks, uh, and we haven't talked to everyone yet, but you know, for for example, we got Lena, right? Perpetual Wanderer four six. Second time Miss Lena's come up. Um, you know, she has zero hunting experience. She's walking down that path, you know, she loves her adventures. You got Colleen, right, the duck lady. Um, but why through hunting and, or excuse me, why not just through hunting? Why bridge the gap? Why, why grab these other folks and, and say, Hey, it's outdoors. That's what matters. Well, it's just, because, I mean, it comes down to, you know, a lot of it comes down to land. We're all using the same exact land. It's all, most of us use all the public properties, all the public plants. Um, and, and if we're going to be out there together, we we have to respect each other and what better way than to have this little community where we all come together um because it comes down to funding and all that i mean you know the hashtag public land owner i mean i've been looking through those and that it's amazing the amount of people that use that that not just hunters i mean like you said people like you know who are just out there hiking or walking and uh so we need those people everyone to start coming together i mean it's we're all out there anyway we got out there showing some respect towards everybody and once you start doing that it kind of goes back to it takes the right people and the right mindset to just say the right words or trigger the, the right people and uh just to have that, you know what? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. That it doesn't really bother me that bad. I never looked at it that way. And um, just to get, that's basically it, man. Just we need those people to start bonding together. And <laughs> if 
respect everyone else that's out there using that. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't just stick with Woo! trying to bring the division in our user groups, if you will, right as hunters. That's that's not more important than than bringing that entire outdoor demographic together. Well, it all it's all kind of the same. I mean, it's we have to obviously we have to fix what's going on in the hunting communities. I mean, there is way too much, you know, this or that, that, you know, whatever it is, but we can, we can slowly do it at the same exact time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can, all we have to do is promote public lands, respect, start respecting hunters, just respecting people in general, yeah, no matter what they're doing. If yes, they're outside, sir. who the hell cares what you're doing? It's like you always touch on humor and, and it's like, why let's start there. Let's try to change human nature because it is getting ridiculous in the hunting world and everything else. It's kind of everything. Right. And, um, and we, me and John had this is. conversation the other day. Right. And it's <sighs> opinions, right? I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion. Doesn't make it right, wrong or otherwise but folks seem to forget that it's like an asshole right and they don't like you or like your opinion or don't like that you disagree with their opinion or you don't see it the same way it's just a weird i don't even know what to what my take in is on that stuff man what somebody chime in somebody chime in and it, it just baffles me right i mean you know if a guy's hunting with a trad bow and, you know, will only walk on a, on a beaten trail, you know, versus a guy that's hunting with a compound that wants to, you know, pack down, you know, and beat his own path. Why? I, I just don't understand the lack of the lack of respect of so, each individual's so opinion. I'll step in because ironically, I just had this, I just had gotten in on this conversation. I think it was like yesterday. And for anybody that doesn't watch Make Hunting you know, or follow the Make Hunting Great Again page, it's probably the most controversial like page on Instagram. You know, they call out all the big names they showcase. It's pretty much like, uh, what's that stupid newspaper that had the, um, that shows all the, you know, the drama and all the fake news that's going on. Pretty much that stuff, except a lot of the times it's real. But I had this conversation with this dude, you know, they post videos of hunters that are, are giving hunters a bad name. You know, they were hauling out a turkey that they wounded and were playing with the with the dead or with the it was a wounded animal. And, uh, you know, they're calling out hunters that are posting pictures and videos thinking it's funny to like, you know, to mess with the animal after after it's been harvested and stuff like that. And, you know, there was some guy said something. He goes, this is why I don't stand by the statement. All hunters need to stick together. He said, this is bullshit. I don't stand for this. He's like, I wasn't raised to stand for this. And I'm not going to stand with somebody that considers himself a hunter like this. Mm -hmm. And so I brought up the rebuttal of, you know, well, I think it's the contrary. I think when people say we need to stick together, it's to, to, to showcase that that is not being a hunter. That is not being an outdoorsman. And, and respectfully, so I made my point. I think he understood it, but he, you know, he made a point that, and I, and it did make me think, and it was respect. It was a respectful response. He goes, he goes, you're right. You know, but at the same time, this guy is going to, you know, at, at some point or another, people that are going to post this stuff for reactions, they're going to get more attention than I am for posting something that's wholesome, showing, showcasing what it means to me. And it actually made me sit there and it kind of pissed me off. I'm like, damn, he's right. Because we live in an age where shock value is everything. If you can have sex appeal or do something stupid enough to get attention 
I mean, it's just like, I'll, I'll say probably Johnny Knoxville and, and Jackass started that, you know, they were like, they emulated, like you can, if you can get, you know, shock and awe, then you have a gold ticket there. And especially in the, in, in social media now. And it's crazy because some of the stuff, it's like, I just hate seeing it. I was like, Luke, man, before Kong Valley, I was like, I'm so sick of the shit. I'm so sick of the false narratives. I'm sick of all, you know, these, the user groups, as we talked about, you know, pushing each other's agendas. I'm sick of seeing people doing stuff for attention. Like, where's the real message? Where's the wholesome story of getting out and, and just enjoying being outside with the people you care about? Even if it's, even if you're going and doing it on your own, it's just, it's, it's so heavily lacking. And I think that, the head, you know, the headbutting that goes on between people, it's just, it's just a bash of egos, man. It's, it's people wanting to stir shit, to stir the pot. And it's, there's nothing that comes from it. It's just, it's the, it's the social media age because we talk about it, you know, back in before social media, people didn't want really want to say what they wanted to say because they knew that they would, there would be a consequence for it. And so when you have a platform where you're allowed to say something and hidden behind a computer screen and a keyboard, it's, it's pretty easy to say what you want and act what you want and post what you want because there's not going to be a consequence for it. And that brings up a, a whole nother dilemma. And so I think doing what we're doing and being able to give people a platform or at least a community where people can share their experiences, you know, like I said, how, however long it takes, it's going to work because I know that there's a need for that. I know that there's people out there that are just like, I'm tired of the negativity. I'm tired of the drama. I'm tired of the hate. I'm tired of the BS. I just want to have a, I want to have some positivity and be able to share stuff that means something to me and be able to tell the story that I want to tell. And it's, it's, it's something that's funny because it seems so like, it seems so simple when you talk, it's so overthought. Like, how is that an underrated, you know, an underrated, underrated narrative? I'm not sure, but somehow it is. Yeah, it is. So John, with, with what Christian just said, man, and, and I kind of posed it to you right and on, on your episode, right? It could, it could appear, appear outwardly to be oppositional. But if everyone's opinion should matter, why this narrative and why this mission with Kong? Well, man, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Okay. I just want to make sure I didn't lose y'all because I'm on cell because, you know, I'm not OG like that. Uh-huh. Why this narrative? Man, let me first hit time out real quick and give you this, like you did on Luke's episode. Woo! <laughs> you just heard from... Honestly, listen, people. You just heard from my executive. This wasn't me speaking. This wasn't me speaking. You heard from Jimmy. You heard from Tyler. You heard from Luke. You heard from Rev. The only person right now you're missing from is Dan. But... I'll tell you what, there's a commonality there, right? Passion. Is that not the commonality? I mean, am I wrong, guy? I don't, I, not. There's a passion. I'm biased, brother. Right. So in this, in this instance, you are biased, right? Because not only is that what's required of you, but because it's good. That, that's what we need. We need somebody biased. But to be, to be, to be more pointed, I guess, and what I'm getting at here is listen to these guys and what they're saying. They're not talking to you like, I hate you. I don't like you because you're not equal. I don't like you because you're Eastern. I don't like you because you're Western. I don't like you because you hunt turkeys. I don't like you because you hunt bears. Blah, 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 blah. Right? These guys are talking to you because, hey, listen, we want all of you to tell us the truth. We want to hear from you, not me, 
not Rev, not Tyler, not Luke. We want to hear from you. Why are you outside? Right? You can't say I'm being subjective here because what I'm asking you, what I'm telling you guys, that this is coming from different personalities with different walks, with different journeys in different places. Across the country, man. These aren't. No, I was saying that it's across the country. These aren't, this isn't hand-picked Oregon guys or hand-picked Western, you know, hunting guys. These are guys, and or I shouldn't say even just guys, but, you know, men and women that, that literally span the globe at the moment. Yeah, and let me tell you that there's power in that. Let me tell you that there's power in that. Because you know what these are? These people that you're hearing from are real. These people that you're hearing tell you their experiences and their journey and, and their heart are unique. But there's one commonality that all of us share, no matter what walk you're in, no matter what walk, no, no matter where we are, I guess, in our walk is, better, is, is a better way to say it. These are guys that are telling you, we are here because we care about all of you. We care about every narrative. We care about every point of view. Right, these are guys and women. You heard from one of my favorite human beings in the world. That's not a that's not currently hunting. I should say, Lena. You heard from her in her episode for the third time. Now we're bringing her up. Right, you heard from her in her episode where she speaks about travel and adventure. And there's one thing there that really speaks to my heart about her story. She is passionate about living life to the fullest, not taking any moment for granted and encouraging other people, whether it's hiking, hunting, fishing, freaking snowshoeing, mountain climbing, whatever it is, riding a bicycle even. Who gives a shit, right? This is an encouragement to tell you to step up and tell people why you pursue what you pursue. Yeah, And so when you ask me, why is it important? Why is it important that hunters are hunters or this and that, or what's the commonality or whatever, however you want to phrase it, I would answer you this. My answer is this, I guess, is what I'm saying. Is why is somebody less important because of a difference? Why is one hobby, one passion, one pursuit different than any other? There isn't. There's no answer for that. Oh, because you don't do what I like? It's because we all value it it differently. That's what it is. This is the 21st century, brother. Yep. There is value in everything that we do, whether it's, in my case, climb the crane, in Christian's case, plug in electrical wires, in Jimmy's case, make sure the railroad's running, in Luke's case, freaking making sure that the oil and gas, that you have heat to your home, or freaking fuel in your car, or or even in Tyler's case, whether your cabinets are flush or, or your, your message is heard loud and clear and displayed in an appropriate and professional manner in the media side of things, right? Why is one, why is one more than, they're not, nothing is more important. That's my answer. Yep. There is nothing that is of a higher value outside of be real, be you, be passionate, and be honest. Get out there and tell people, this is why I do what I do. 
So yeah. you you just said uh, so you got some you know it, it's blue collar man right um, it's blue collar if you look at and and Mr Caleb Newton County Six Predators uh, shout out Caleb um, he said it in my opinion you know the best right that is the hunting demographic at large the carpenter the electrician right oil and gas um you know tower crane operator or heavy equipment operator right blue collar guys blue collar women right that that is this community that i'm always talking about right that is the the big picture and it's to me that's why it's important to support kvc and to support you guys um to bridge those gaps you know it's not by happenstance that we're doing these episodes like this, man. So thank you, John. Um, Tyler. So John just brought it up, man. Um, the media part of it, man. There's some pictures that are coming through from each and every one of you guys, man, that are powerful, right? Powerful in their message. Uh, artistic is all hell. But there's time and, and everything being spent in, in these captures and using imagery to bridge the gap and further the mission and the message. Why is that important with this, man? It's just it's important just because it helps, you know, share everyone's different adventure and what what it is they're passionate about. You know, kind of like um, you know, Rev talked about earlier, you know, a picture tells a thousand words and it, it, it does definitely making sure you go out of your way to really share your story and your adventures through your images, taking the time to get, you know, the best quality shots that you can. I mean, even if it's on your cell phone, you don't need a super high end camera, but just getting those quality pictures to show what you're passionate about and, and how you're doing it is really going to help out in the long run when it's, you know, comes time to, to save plans to get people out there because they're going to look at these pictures and see them like, man, I want to go out there and I want to do that. Or, you know, I, I can do that. Why am I not doing that? So, by sharing pictures like that, you're, you're fueling the fire for the people that aren't out there trying it for themselves yet. Mm -hmm. And and in my opinion, bridging bridging a gap between you know day one and the grip and grin, right? I mean that that right. to me is pretty important um, for sure. You know, and I like and, everyone everyone wants to have their good grip and grin picture. You know, that's cool and all, but when you go out of your way to like we talked about a little earlier, make your shots classy, you know, like clean your animal up, make it look, you know, dignified and, you know, elegant and making that picture look as pristine as possible. That's really going to help sell it too. Cause that gets anti hunters kind of off everyone's back and it just shows just a better light on what hunters are all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially man, there's a couple you guys have on, uh, on, uh, Kong Valley, uh, collective.com man, that, when I see them and, and it, you know, it, it's easy for me to say it right as a hunter. Um, when I see those pictures, it's like, Oh man, to be there, to be at that point behind that lens right now. Um, you know, not an animal anywhere, right? Some of them, there's one on there that's, you know, just silhouetted trees with a, a beautiful freaking sunset. Right. Um, yeah, that stuff just takes you there, man. It, yeah. And there's some, you guys are killing it killing it with the photographs man so we did a little something started a couple weeks ago man and we had uh you know followers and supporters um people that are trying to figure out kong valley we reached out all of us and said shoot some questions to the collective for this episode so jimmy why don't you as the uh 
as kind of the uh, program leader, if you will, the ambassador program leader um, and the go wild killer. Why don't you take it, man? Give us a couple questions. I'll listen to the question and then I'll uh, pick a guy to answer. Um, all right. Yeah, sounds good. So right before you wild. get into that, guy, can I stop you? Yes, sir. Can, can I, can I stop this for half a second? Not, not stop recording or nothing, but can I please make a note here? Can I interject? Of course. Go for it. Okay, cool. Thank you. I really quickly, I want everybody listening to please, before we get into these questions, Please understand that all of this that, that you're asking of us, or that you're asking us, I should say, not of us, but us, this is ever-changing. You just heard from my, honestly, my best friend, my team, some guys that I love, like family. You heard their heart, right? If we say something in answering your question, that doesn't sit right with you or that you need more clarity on the one thing that we pride ourselves on is being available. Okay. Reach out to Guy. Guy talks to me, J Matt, regularly. If you don't feel comfortable asking us, ask him and he will ask us and we will answer for you on any of our platforms. And secondly, know that we appreciate everybody. There's nobody that's more important than another. I want to be the one to say that. And I don't mean that, Jimmy, I don't mean that to step on your toes by no means, but I want this to be known that without everybody listening to this right now, we would not have blood to fuel our muscles to move. So every single one of these questions that we can get to, we will, but we're going to do it in as a professional and timely manner as we can. I just want that to be heard. And if there's a couple questions that, that don't get answered, you guys reach out to the KVC guys and uh, shoot that question. We had, we did get quite a bit of questions and John, thanks for doing that. Uh, Cause it kind of reminded me there are a bit, of questions that we may not get to them all. None are, you know, lesser than the others. We're going to roll for as long as we can on them. So sorry about that, Jimmy. It's all you, bro. No, it's all, it's all good. It was very well said, John. And, um, so yeah, a couple from the go wild app. Uh, Tom decree asked, what can be done to recruit late onset hunters that don't have the tradition or history in hunting, but have a mature knowledge and life experience in other areas that may shed a new perspective on an age old craft. That's a great question. That's an awesome question. So you know what I'm going to do? And I think the perfect guy to answer that is J met. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, (laughs) I I appreciate your guys' confidence. I appreciate your guys' confidence, but there's, there's multiple ways I can answer this. Let me answer this in the most formatted way I can. (laughs) Guy. Thanks for fucking this up. For screwing this up. Sorry about the language. <laughs> but what's an onset hunter? I just want to know what's an onset hunter. Yeah, I hate that term, bro. I can't stand you, it. You discussed this in an episode I've listened to since we recorded, which ultimately has has really appealed 
to my heart and the, and the growth that I personally am going through and the change. And I don't, I mean, Tom, thank you one for asking, but two, I don't think there's such a thing as nonsense. Are you a hunter? Yes, you're a hunter. Okay. So how can we, how can we promote your, your voice? What we can do is more veterans, if you will, hunters is encourage you like we did Luke and ask you to dig deep into why do you do what you do and what drives you. We can ask you to look at how are you mentoring the next generation. And honestly, we can, we can ask you, what are you doing to, to ensure that this survives? Is that mentorship? If it is, how? Um, are you telling your story? If it is, again, how and why? Why are you telling your story? Is it for fame? Is it for clicks or likes? Or is it because it's important for you for this to be something that your grandkids get to do? Um, honestly, my answer for the onset hunter thing is, is, man, the best thing we can do is just keep doing what you're doing, but document it. Because there's not one voice that doesn't count in this fight against opposition. So I wish I, knew. T- I want I want to I want to steal this real quick. Go Perfect it. example: Carla Brower, dermastodarium, the taxidermist, the woman who was vegetarian, vegan, completely vegan, and is now a hunter and is also doing taxidermy. Perfect story. That that woman is absolutely inspiring. And if anybody listening to this hasn't heard of her story, I highly encourage you to Google her because listening to what she has to say and her story about what made her transition is everything. It almost speaks on on an angelic level what it means to find that passion in the outdoors. And I think like what Jay met just said too, what are you doing to maximize your experiences outside? Are you going out just for, you know, I mean, cause some people do just like to go out for the pastime with, with loved ones to go out, you know, once a year. But when you're going out there, like for me, what's been crazy is ever since I picked up a camera is how much more I'm taking in when I'm looking at the scenery and where, you know, cause you always come home and you're like, man, I just remember those sunsets. I remember the starry nights, but when now that I have a camera, I'm out here capturing that stuff. That was my way of emphasizing my experience. Now I'm taking it past just looking for an animal. Shoot, half the time I'm probably missing animals now because I've got a camera in my hands trying to take pictures and videos. Like you got to find what makes you tick, what gives you breath, what gives you life when you're outside, and you just got to hammer it as hard as you can. I just said hammer. My gosh. Nah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was at the house today. It's like it, it's a curse. I was working on his house today. All right, <laughs> but 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 really, I think Jay met nailed it. And I just had to put put that in because I think there's a lot of examples of people in that podcast you did. Forgive me his name, but the hunting student. That guy's a great guy, and I think he's another great example for people to listen to and realize that. It doesn't matter what there, there is no such thing as onset is as soon as you pick it up, you're a hunter, you're an outdoorsman. You're just chasing the passion. Like the rest of us, it doesn't matter what timeline, what timeline you're on. I kind of wish I knew what, where this guy was asking the question from Jimmy, do you have any insight? Is he a new hunter? Is he an experienced guy or somebody just been out there for years? Any idea? I I can creep a little bit quick. Hold on. I mean, I I follow him on, he's, he's a Wisconsin guy, which is, Probably the best state to be you know, ever. But if you like, if you like coors and, and wolves, <laughs> coors like yogurt and birds. Don't forget birds, guys. Yeah, there you go, uh, grouse. No, I mean, beer can I, grouse. I, oh, oh, oh. 
I mean, I followed. I mean, I followed him for for a long time, and I mean, he has some great stuff. I mean, he gets out there and hunts. Man, I think it's more of the he's just wondering how to recruit more people that don't that are just getting into it, but are possibly in the older generation. Right. I mean, that I, they're yeah. kind of uh, want to find that something that hobby to do. That's a weird one, right? Because I can answer the question, you know, too. It's not my, I'm, you know, not KVC episode, but anyhow, you know, I started oh, late. Too. I, too. I started late in life, right? So that's why I was curious to know what place he was asking from. And for me, starting later in life, um, and I'm not saying it's any more than, you know, a guy like Luke or, you know, Rev or Jimmy, guys that grew up hunting, um, you know, Tyler, but. I'm always chasing where Luke is at to, to a point, right? Is, is I gotta, I gotta shorten my learning curve. And to me, that means just grind the fuck out. Right. Um, it's just, (laughs) that's what it is. I got, I got to freaking take that learning curve and I got to stretch that learning curve out. So it drops down. Right. I got to decrease that, that hill that peak that I have to cross. So I'm just curious. I wish I knew where he was asking that question from, man. Cause for me, that's all it is, right? It's like, how can I get better faster? But at the same time, really realizing that that's not going to be an easy task. You know, it's like my elk journey. I started my elk journey last year, been chomping at it for, you know, looking at it for six, seven years. And man, I am full I, I think I'm growing antlers, man. I think I might be in velvet by next week. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that's a that's a good question. I just wish I knew where where he was at, what place he was asking it from. All right, sorry, Jimmy. Let's have another one, man. Yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, uh, Donovan Sears, uh, one of the co-founders from the Go Wild app, uh, was wondering what creative outlets we have, uh, whether it be like strumming guitar or what outside of hunting and doing stuff outdoors or not necessarily doing stuff outdoors, but what's everyone's creative outlet. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Mr. Elefritz, why don't you hit that one first, man? Um, so outside of hunting and elk hunting and all of that stuff, I would, uh, some people know, but may not, but I really enjoy the art of fly fishing and I will call it an art because what it is but there's something that i really enjoy about being on a river with a fly rod and uh the cast and the mand and everything that goes into it so fly fishing would be my creative outlet nice um rev hit me man man i'm probably newly born i picked up a camera for the first time in november this last year and that's become it. I was like, it was almost like a calling for me. My brother, my brother's a professional photographer and he just got home uh, from San Diego this last, this last winter. And I don't know, he just kind of like, I was just kind of watching like the stuff he was taking pictures of. Cause he, you know, he does stuff. He gets paid to take pictures of people and things, but it was more seeing the stuff that he was documenting just on like camping trips and stuff. And I was like, man, like, and it just kind of clicked with me. It's like two and two. I'm out. I'm outside all the time doing what I love. I can capture those moments for a lifetime. And I was the best decision I ever made. I'd have to say photography and videography has become probably like my biggest passion. I, I you can't get a camera out of my hands these days. That's been like the absolute coolest outlet for me to when I can't get out and hunt. The camera fills the void for sure. 
Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, you know, I'm kind of with Rev on that one. Um, aside from hunting, I've really just started to nerd out real hard on photography and videography, you know I mean? Um, making visuals and stuff on my computer for everybody has been a great pastime and just for fun doing it. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun just documenting the journey of, of, you know, my kids and my family and then now hunting and, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun with the camera in the hand. Nice. So John, I'm not sure why he asked yeah. the question, but why do you think it's important or why do you think that question was asked? Honestly, I'm, I, man, first of all, shout out to the, the go wild app and, specifically to, 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 to Donovan. He is one of the most influential and creative designers I know. Um, so before you ask me that, let me just give him proper recognition in this question, if you will. Um, because that guy, Donovan, he, if you want to talk about, hey, how do I present this in a way that doesn't meet the norm or the stereotype, Donovan's the man. Everything he does is precise and unique and articulate and very, man, you got to ask yourself, what am I missing? Because there's a hidden message in everything he does. So why he asked that, I think he's just asking, what do we do to get away from, I think he's asking to figure out what drives us outside of hunting. Outside of being outside, what is it that makes everybody tick? And I got to tell him, Donovan, if, if you do listen to this man, one, thank you for listening and thank you for asking. But two, brother, the only thing that drives us is making the world better for our kids. That's the truth of it. Um, everybody in this is either a parent or a role model or a mentor. And how can we, to answer your question, what do we do create creatively is how can we share or capture or captivate something that you can't put a timestamp on that inspires all of us to keep going. And I always personally wished I could strum a guitar because I've always had a love for music. Um, and I appreciate music, but those guys that are talking about the photography thing, they're hitting my chord right now uh fly fishing is starting to appeal to me personally because i like the primitive approach and luke can talk better than this than i can but to knowing not only what a fish does but what it eats and what time of year and this and that and why it's laying where it's laying when you cast that fly to where it goes it is an art but for me personally photography speaks to my life because I've always enjoyed taking pictures and trying to captivate it, but trying to captivate it in a way that meets or intrigues other people's eyes. There's something about that, that, that does something to my soul. Yeah. I wish we had uh, Mr. Tony Wintrip on the KVC man. Cause he would be the dude to answer that question. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would. That guy can see me. Anybody singing about anybody, anybody that's singing about elk, man. That dude, that dude's got a heart of gold, man. I love Tony. He's such a good man. Talented as hell, man. He's a great dude, man. He's also another guy that's just supported us from the bottom of his heart from like day zero. Just 
let me, let me, how can I help you? You know, one of those guys that, how can I help you? Doesn't want anything in return. And even if you do try and give him some in return, he, re- he refuses it. He's just a good dude. There you go. So move over to, uh, John. Let's hear a couple questions, man. All right, man. Give me a second to dig also because, again, there's nobody that's, that's question is more important, but I kind of want to pick at one that that strikes to me on a personal level, I guess. Um, and I want to hear how my team answers it, to be honest with you. And... Hmm. Let's start with Well, I ask uh, let me ask you this guy from my perspective. Let me ask you this is uh Okay, how do I say this without sounding judgmental? But I, I want to ask you this so you can ask my team so they can answer is how have you grown? What's your biggest what's your biggest strength and what's your biggest what's your downfall? What's the what what's the hardest about this? Um let's see. So I actually had that as a bullet, right? I want to talk about the individual growth. So let's let's find another one for a minute. Cause that that one I want to get through some some follower or you know supporter questions that don't require me to talk to everyone. And I think it's important to kind of get a, a, a quick on that from everyone. So let's find another one. Sorry. Right. Oh, you're fine, man. I apologize. That no was worries. something that no, I no read worries. that I wanted to answer. Yeah, that's that I wanted my, to have answered. Um, yeah, it's in my bullets. That's an important one. Okay, cool. So another one is uh, David Ferguson from <laughs> this this man is from he's from go wild great human being very insightful very passionate individual he wants to let me summarize this for you he wants to know about what our thoughts are on the importance of survival and bushcraft uh whether that be first aid or whatever what's our importance on individuals knowing like bushcraft skills in being outside and he also wants to know what's our thoughts on skills outdoors efficient in in having the collective the people involved educate kids and getting more involved in like camping and such so rev take it away ironically i mean jamie we're just talking about this the other day i think you know depending on your your level of commitment to your to your venture um you know obviously the the big fad right now and the big thing that i think the obstacle that everyone wants to accomplish is getting out and doing a backcountry hunt um there's tons of guys that have grown up doing base camp hunts their whole life and have been successful been successful but since like this new flush of you got to go out and hike 10 miles in to, to, you know, to make it worthwhile, you know, whatever it's, it's, so I'm going to answer it in that regard. Cause I feel like that's where most hunters are looking to go in that regard. I think it is, I think it's important to have basic knowledge on that stuff. And for me, even I was just telling Jim at the other day, I watched you know, the, the whole entire SC knives crew, man, some of the stuff that they learn, it's like, it's, those are tasks that, man, you think if everything burned away, if for some reason civilization took a crash, you know, those are the guys you want to hang with. You talk about guys that, 
you know, they can, they can medically, you know, keep you arrested for, you know, a decent amount of time, at least to get you to help. Um, you're talking about starting a fire with you. Uh, you go out and try and start a fire when it's snowing or raining, especially out here in Oregon, it's not easy. You know, I use trioxane tabs and there's times where I've been out there, um, too far from base camp where I was just going to pitch it overnight and it started downpouring. And there, there's times where those skills, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say they're life and death, but they're definitely going to change the, uh, the enjoyment of of your, or I guess I would say the livability of of how how you are in the backcountry. I think that that's those are things that I would definitely consider if you're seeking to pursue and push harder, longer, further. Those are definitely those are definitely skills that are going to take you there. Thank you. All right, John. Specifically, though, let me ask you this, Rev. Sorry to step in there, guy. Um, specifically, because yeah, don't forget who's goddamn podcast this is. <laughs> this guy got all the questions, man. I want to know about kids. I want to know about kids, guy. I, I want to know because David Ferguson's asking from Scotland, and it's important to me to internationally answer this shit. Yeah, so follow follow up with that second part because I was I was a little it was a two part question kind of so follow up with that second part. He wants to know about giving kids and younger hunters involved in the focal points and how you teach them how to, how to cook food over fire and oh just, yeah just different aspects of the bushcraft things for kids what what one what is the value in that i guess is he's not directly asking that but i'm going to assume that he's getting at um and two why what what is it okay why do why is kids education oh. kids important okay that? hold on hold on rev i'm gonna kill you man sorry jimmy i want you to answer that one man Perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on that one. And it, it that's not even a hunting question. This goes back to the whole outdoors thing. I mean, it's as simple as just take a kid camping. I mean, that's where I learned all everything. My parents used to take me and my friends camping damn near every weekend. And I mean, from the time I was young, I mean, real young, um, you know, just start there. I mean, take, take your niece, nephew, whoever, take them camping, show them how to start a fire. And that you know, as they get a little older, I mean, hell, who, who didn't, you know, or around here anyway, we used to love going out and grabbing a stick with it, getting our little pocket knife and sharpening it just to roast marshmallows. And, uh, so yeah, I think it just starts there. Just bringing your, uh, bring a kid out camping and showing them that way. Um, you can leave all the hunting and everything else away because that's i mean yeah it all comes around later on to being beneficial in the while you're hunting in the backwoods but like around here there's no, i mean there's backwoods but it's not like the mountains of you know the rockies or whatever um so yeah bring them camping and start there nice uh rev did you get any questions anybody else get questions before i keep going back and forth here Nope, I, I didn't. I think most of them are all on, on Jim and J-Matt's page. Okay. Yep. All right, so I got uh, got a couple here that I'll I'll jump on. Um, and this one's again I have from, a few more also, Guy, just so you know. No, I know, I, I know. I have a few more if you're... I, we got to remind, we okay. remind you and everybody else who the motherfucking host is of this damn podcast. <laughs> 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 so, Mr. David Ferguson again, man. So... It's not really a question, but he says also a talking point that intrigues me is what would specifically make a hunter a hunter and not someone who simply enjoys hunting and or the benefits they feel from living a lifestyle that brings them closer to nature and or human nature. 
Mr. Ella Fritz, if you will. Specifics on what makes a hunter a hunter. So there, there's multiple avenues that you can enjoy or participate in what we call hunting. And I think where you draw a line and, and you have a separation is do you choose to take part in the entire process of the hunt or are you there for the end result? Um, when, when When we set out and go hunting, it's not just about harvesting an animal, taking a life. Um, the bigger picture of what we do is, um, I want to know mentally and physically if I can spend five days on that mountain. I want to know if I personally am capable of finding and locating that animal. I want to know that I personally at that point can harvest that animal. I want to know that I can prepare that animal. I I mean, I, I get it home. I, I butcher, I cook. And while not needed in today's society, it allows me to get in touch with a part of my, my person that I feel a great satisfaction knowing that I can do that. And for me, that makes you, that's where you can kind of draw a line. If you want to put them in different categories as being a hunter or just going hunting. And I go just hunting all the time. Don't get me wrong. I'm <laughs> going to jump on an airplane and go to wherever and shoot pigs or go you know, so I'm not saying one is better than the other, but there's where I would draw the line. That's the distinction I would make. Tyler, you still with us, man? I haven't forgotten yeah, about you, brother. So yeah. with growing so big in such little time, have things changed? Does Kong still have the same mindset? Um, and is Kong Valley still going to the same destination? I'm not reading it verbatim. Um, yeah, yeah. Still planning on partnering or working with smaller companies or with the growth? Are you looking for bigger companies uh, now? So basically, the narrative is badass, but as you grow, do we have to worry about change? I don't think so at all. I think uh, the more that it's grown, the more powerful the narrative has become. You know, adding um, different personalities and different people to the group has just made it more strong and it's gotten the message across even bigger. And I think as far as like reaching out with other companies, I think reaching out towards the, the smaller companies and helping them grow you know, benefit everybody in the long run. You know, I mean, uh, we're not hating on any big companies, you know, they're, they're doing their thing and we'd love to have their support, but all banding together with the smaller companies and growing each other, that's going to be, that's going to help in the long run. All right, J Matt. Very well said. When, Very you, well said. when you meet someone that's all about trophy hunting, how would you try to initiate Kong Valley's view in not making every hunt about the trophy, but about the experiences made? So, man, that's an interesting question. And it's funny that you asked me that the way you do, because in some senses, especially in my position, when I'm talking in reference to your last com- your last question that Tyler just nailed, by the way, I deal with this regularly. I take the emphasis off what we killed, and I transition. Honestly, I transition the focal point, if you will, to why we did it, why we're trying to do it, 
if we have it. And so for me, the when I come across a guy that's all about inches, I'm not going to discredit him. Like the fact that he killed a, sorry, Luke, 374-inch bull <laughs> doesn't matter. Because it does. That's an accomplishment in itself. Be it luck, be it skill set, be it timing, whatever. Whatever the reason is, he did that. And that's it's not not important. But I'm going to remind them, like I remind myself, what keeps me on the mountain? What keeps me going back? In this case, specifically hunting. What keeps me? What keeps me shooting my bow? What keeps me? What has started me shooting my rifle? Um, as a newer journey for myself. And it's is it the inches? I killed a 211 inch mule deer this year. No, that's not what. That's not what keeps you out there. Honestly, it's not. And I would challenge anybody that says it is to really look at the reasons why. Is that an accomplishment? Yes. But I would ask you to dig deeper. What put you in that place in time, in that place in your life where you were able to do that? Be it luck, be it family problems, be it whatever, right? Whatever it is that's going on in your life, there's something about being on the mountain that pushed you or pushes you to get out there and keep going. And for me personally, let me answer this like this guy. For me personally, it's not knowing where I can't. And when I say this is anybody listening to this has endured tribulation. Anybody listening to this has lived through something. I don't care if it's a heart attack, a loss of a family member, a loss of a, um, somebody very, very close to him. I don't care if it's being a veteran. I don't care if it's PTSD. I don't care. I don't care. I care that you're going through that. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I don't care what your excuse is. There is a greater reason. There's a greater calling at your soul that brings you back every time to why you are outside. Why are you pursuing what your passion is? Be it fly fishing, hiking, freaking hunting, whatever. And so since we're talking about hunting, which is what I can best relate with personally, let me say it like this. What keeps me chasing Kong, the ultimate being in the woods, that apex predator, is knowing that there's nothing else in my life that has defeated me yet. Yet. Or that will defeat me. Let me say that. Think about this for a second. There's nothing else that's been in my life that will defeat me outside of that one end destination, end goal, end sentiment. If I die tomorrow, I die knowing, without a doubt, relentlessly, no matter any tribulation, any factors that come between me and this goal, I pursue it. David Hale. When you question, I'm going to say elk-related specifically. What stops me from killing Kongs? And my Kong, personally, is an elk. It doesn't mean yours is. It doesn't mean Jimmy's is. It doesn't mean Dan's is. It doesn't mean anybody's is. But in my personal pursuit, 
It's a 389 bull. I'm going to give it a number. I'm going to give you a number, guy, and I hate doing that. Yeah. You're going to oh, 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 oh. Everybody heard it, right? Did he say 389, Luke Elifritz? He's going to pull a 389 out of the Cascades of Oregon. He doesn't even know I'm what 389 is. <laughs> oh, buddy, you better you better just save your money for tags. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's going to take 389 attempts to realize it can't be done. It's going to take 3,089 attempts. It's going to take 30,000, 30 million, 89 attempts for me to realize I cannot beat this. That's what it's going to say. That's what I'm saying. It's going to take everything you fucking got in your book to tell me or stop me from accomplishing my goal. And the truth is, if I ever, let me say that, capital I-F, if I ever get there, my pursuit's going to go on. Because that means to me, I didn't raise the bar high enough. So, excellent answer. Uh, do me a favor, because you're not going to need them. Those Kong arrows that you just had DCA make, send the bitches to me next week. Cause uh, <laughs> you're just gonna be carrying around, uh, carrying around your bow for nothing for a little while. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jimmy, so Luke, I love you, buddy. So when I kill that 389 bull in the Cascade Range, I'm gonna shake your hand with a shit green grin on my face, buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you one. Send me a picture, brother. I'll be there in ten hours. Pack him out for you. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You'll see that, brother. I'm going to draw one of those four Wisconsin tags and shoot a fucking 389. Weren't those on, a, it, man. on a preserve or something, Jimmy? Come on, brother. <laughs> no, they, they, they gave out four tags last year for the elk here in Wisconsin. Oh, so they? I think there's like 200 elk here, 250 now. So oh, you might have you a chance. Your shit. I'm going to come up. <laughs> I got, I got hey, one never in mind. <laughs> Never mind, Jimmy. Send me your arrows, John. You keep yours. <laughs> You'll I didn't it. know birds got that big. <laughs> so, Jimmy, got several questions, yeah. man. Since you are, since you are the brand guy, right? The ambassador guy. You run the program for the legends. We have several, several questions um, when it comes to the legends program right so i'm gonna read one of them um this one i'm gonna read the whole question but i think the roles have been defined um so you know i apologize to whoever posted this question define your roles um how you see each of you fitting in short-term and long-term goals and where do the rest of us fit in um and this is being asked by someone that i believe is a legend um so why don't you just answer the the last part, right? Short-term, long-term goals, and where do the rest of us fit in, being from a legend standpoint? Man, I, that, that is a great question. Um, it kind of comes down to uh, you got to figure out what your value is, what you want to put into this, how committed do you want to be to making a change? Um and it doesn't have to be, I mean, this is coming from a legend standpoint, but it doesn't have to be a legend. This can go out to anybody in any community. Um, 
you can make a change with within your, just your friend, your group of friends. You can make a change in your town. Um, just be passionate and show your why and why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and then, so long term, it's man, the sky's the limit. I mean, we are growing so fast. And, I, you know, I don't like talking about perks or partnerships so much, but there is. I mean, there is some great perks and partnerships for being with KBC. I mean, we, Jonathan and Rev and Dan, all these guys are great at reaching out to these companies and uh, talking to them for you. I mean, nothing, all these partnerships, there's no individuals behind it. It is all coming from the Kong Valley. I mean, any pictures that are sent to these partners are coming from Kong Valley. There's no individual with it. Um, so, you know, you might get, you'll get some free gear. You won't get complete credit for the pictures that you send with it, but that's expected. You want if you're going to get free gear from some of these partners, you have to have some nice photos. Nice. You know, got to endorse them. You got to promote them. Um, so you're not going to get, like I said, the recognition for it. That's what this whole Kong Valley thing is about. There's no individual. It's all selfless. It's coming from the whole collective, every one of us. You take that picture, it is coming from all of us. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of how did that kinda okay. what I got there, I guess. So, uh, and I have this question several times, right? If somebody wants to get involved, how do they become a legend or, or a brand ambassador for KVC? Uh, reach out. I mean, re- you can reach out to me, you know, anybody. Um, we're kind of at the point now where we're, we're getting pretty uh, selective, I guess, on how we don't want to be one of those companies that just you reach out, you don't get, I mean, you don't get be on board. We're not. That's not what we're about. Um, but that's not, that doesn't mean that you can't reach out and figure out how you can get to an ambassador program or, you know, spot. Um, but yeah, just reach out to us. Any, any of the executives, any of the, you know, legends of the ambassadors and just start a conversation, you know, figure out what we're about, what the process is. And uh, we can go from there and just start that dialogue with us. Um, we pick everybody apart pretty, pretty good. We go over their pages, we go over everything, and uh, we'll tell you. I mean, we're pretty transparent, so it's reach out to us and and yeah, we'll we'll start from there. So, yeah, we're like I said. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Finish your statement, man. My bad. Oh, I was just going to say. So yeah, at this point, we're uh, yeah. I will. I gotta. We're being pretty selective at this point, but that does not mean that you shouldn't reach out because we definitely want everyone to reach out. Um, and like I said, reach out, but you don't need us. I mean, we, the, the ambassadors are the body of KVC, but the total end goal of this is, uh, everything, no Kong Valley. I mean, where everyone's together and everyone's doing this on their own you know, just being positive in the outdoor community. I mean, that's all we can ask. Cool. So <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm being cautious guys, <laughs> right? 
Come on with it. No. There's, Don't be selfish. Come on. There is a thing going on with with that that whole deal, right? With ambassadors and there's there's sort of a movement. There's I like of, where this is going. There's sort of a movement, uh-huh. right? And every one of you guys, and this is my opinion, so I hope I don't piss anybody off. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but some of the shit is not real, right? Some of it's just not <laughs> representing this lifestyle, these passions, not just hunting, but outdoors, fly fishing, fishing. You know, it, it's it's not representing it in a way that does us and I mean us as a community right any favors um it it almost bothers me because I feel like it devalues something that I love immensely something that I can absolutely not live without like unequivocally take everything away you take my hunting just end it right I mean that's that I'm not bsing I mean that is that is seriously me you guys know my feeling about hunting um how do you avoid that type of rev man this is the perfect topic you know i mean the gloves got to come off a little bit this is a discussion there's no there's no i'm not gonna you know don't take this with salt this is going to be real and you know it's it's going to be offensive to some people but it's going to be offensive to the people that are caught in the fly trap and you know um when you boil it down i think the the thing that bugs me the most is i've watched dudes that uh you know, have, have this, have the same experiences and commitment and passion for the outdoors, but have been so blinded by being associated with user groups. And I love that you introduced that idea to me, uh, you know, guy, cause in, in our, in our podcast and our discussions, like th- that is kind of, I mean, that's the emphasis of what it is. It's, it's user groups, but these user groups, you know, they have a certain swagger. They got a certain, you got to act a certain way. You got to post certain pictures. It's like, and you see it from these people. And it's like, I'm watching people lose their identities, trying to be something they're not. And especially the people that I'm personally friends with or or, or I've grown up with, or I've hunted with to watch that happen. It's just like, man, dude, like you have a story to tell and you're throwing it away for what? I mean, it's just like, I know there's, I know there's recognition out there doing ambassador programs. Like, sure. Yeah. You know, go do your hustle, whatever. If you want to get a free t-shirt or you want to get featured on a podcast, you know, go do your thing. But I think what, 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 you know, what Jimmy is saying. And one thing I want to add to like the legends or, you know, whatever our, our rankings are is when you're associated with us, we're not asking you to go sell something. We're asking you to raise your voice and be real be a voice of authenticity in a time where everybody is a damn sheep. Like everybody wants to be a part of a certain group. Everybody wants to be affiliated with something else. We're going against the grain and want to say, screw all that. Let's get back to our roots. This is, this is what, this is what it's really about. This is what we want to be affiliated with. This is what we want to be recognized as. And I think there's always going to be trending topics, you know, as long as there's multimedia, social media, all this stuff, there's always going to be trending topics. There's always going to be, you know, a new brand, there's always going to be a new movement, a new group. And as long as that's alive, there's going to be people that follow that, you know, like moss to a flame. But as long as we're around, we're going to be headed the opposite direction towards gold. And and that's all based on our pursuit of passion and the experience. Whew. Yeah. That one gets me going, man. It drives me crazy. Um, yeah. and, and you know, not knocking, not knocking a guy's game. Right. Um, hate the play don't hate the player hate the game type thing again but 
you know i think you said it very well man you know don't lose yourself in the pursuit of that right don't forget don't forget where it started and i think at least in my head to a point that's sometimes it seems like that's what happens again my opinion i think guys forget and uh yeah it's unfortunate man you you forget yeah you you forget to watch those thermals coming up that mountain or you know that swirling wind or catch that grass blowing across that meadow that you know you're looking at the other side in that dark timber man for something moving you just miss all that when you're when you're wrapped up in the bullshit yeah yeah I want to hear I want to hear J-Met drop a bomb on that one real quick if you got a second cuz I know he's got something to say about it too. Well, I got one for him here. So let's yeah, we'll we'll get back to it. He's he's going to we'll let him burn a little bit cuz I know he's stewing right now and he's being quiet <laughs> cuz I keep jumping he's his He's turning ass. green as we speak. Yeah, yeah, he looks like he looks like he did when he uh, killed Clyde, man. Green face. <laughs> so, J-Met, I'm going to let you talk, but I'm going to ask you this question, man. Um what are the exact plans for Kong Valley Collective? Question. Only social media takeover? Question. Participation in movements like the movement for landlocked public lands? Question. Becoming a bigger vendor? Question. Um, things of that aspect. Where do you see yourself in a few years? Or where do you see the collective? I'll rephrase it for them in a few years. Wow. <laughs> That's not even fair. but but first of all rev don't no 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 i asked a question move past it for a moment yeah let you you, we're gonna ask you can ask a couple questions read a couple more your questions you'll get your chance to fire off or a little bullet coming up here pretty quick so you could you could fire off on that one man all right Fine. Fair enough. (laughs) Where are we going? That's a great question. Well, without saying too much, what, where are we going? Hide your wife, hide your kids. We're going after your heart. That's the truth of it. We're going after your heart. And when I say your, I don't give a shit. Let me say that again loudly. I don't give a shit what demographic you fit in, we're coming. We are coming. If you're oppositional, I welcome you. If you're friend, I welcome you. If you're freaking friend, foe, don't matter to me. I welcome all of you. What I'm going after, what Kong Valley Collective is going after is your heart. We want to know what it is that makes you think that what you're doing is above and beyond anything or everything everyone else is doing already. I will tell you this, our mission, our narrative, as Luke very eloquently and professionally described earlier, is to change the norm to challenge you to dig deeper. That's our biggest mission. Bridge the gap is what he's saying, but really what Luke is telling you is to dig deep and ask yourself the one question, why? Why are you doing it? Why are you hunting? Why are you fishing? Why are you adventuring? Why are you hiking? I don't give a shit what you're doing. Why are you doing it? We're coming for you. 
I dare you to try to hide behind bullshit. I dare you because we'll expose it. He's trying to, when he's trying to we, answer it right now. I, Rev. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know John, John's trying to get it out. Rev. <laughs> when, when I say we, I mean, every single person, every single human being, whether you're part of this, this, this conversation or not, you are because you're listening, right? Why are we doing this? It's because we give a shit about what happens down the road for all of us. I don't give a fuck if it's hiking a mountain. Yep, sorry, I dropped the F-bomb. But I don't give two shits if it's hiking a mountain or hunting a mountain. Why are you doing it? There is a passion. There is something about you in your inner beings that's being missed. And quite frankly, we're here, when, when Luke says bridge the gap, we're here to start the conversation between you and us. What is that? What's your purpose? Why? Why are you doing what you're doing? What drives you? What keeps you going? When you do get there, what happens next? Who are you? Why are you who you are? Okay. This entire team, and when I say entire, legends, ambassadors, Kong Force, the community, I want to know from you, not from me, but from you, what is it that drives you in your soul to never quit, to come back and challenge yourself again and again? And again, and I'm saying this as somebody, as one of you, let me say it like that. I'm saying this as one of you. And for me, it's that I'm 29 years personally in the game of life. And my game of life might, might run 30 years. My game of life might run 40 years. My game of life might run 57. I don't know. I don't know what the game of life has in store for us. But in whatever it does offer us, what are you doing to keep going and why do you keep going is it your kids if it is why is it your family if it is why is it clyde in my case this bull elk that was a five-year pursuit or four-year going on five because i'm not done yet motherfuckers don't count me out <laughs> was it clyde no it wasn't it was because I personally seek to become the most efficient, primal, effective version of myself that I possibly can be. And I challenge anybody listening to this to argue with me with reason. What keeps you going when, nothing, when everything else is stacked against you? Bam. So when you ask me this question, where, what is Kong Volley's where are we going? What are we doing? Who's safe? Who's not? None of you are safe. Nobody. If you're established, you better be fucking scared. If you're new, you should be scared. If you're fucking ongoing, get motivated. Because the truth in all of this is simply this. Every single one of you, every single journey, every single position that you are in is for a reason. And every single one of you matters. What we're going for, our long term, we want to break down 
What the hell is a Kelty? What the hell is a Kafaru outside of the K? Sorry to drop names, but that's the truth. Outside of the K, what is it? It's a pursuit. It's some. It's a calling. Answer that calling. Quit hitting not available. I'll call you back later. Can I call you later? Putting your phone on, do not disturb. This is everything you've ever wanted. This is your church. This is your doctor's appointment. This is your calling. This is everything to you. Answer. Ring, ring, motherfuckers. We're coming. And I don't care where you're at. (laughs) We're coming. Hear me loud. Hear me now. We are coming. Because every one of you matters. And if you're asking me for this from position within my race, I will answer you this. Whether it's my staff or myself that has approached you in this journey, you've done something that is exemplary. You've done something that stands out in our mission, in our narrative, that brings value to the table. And I will answer you to answer me with my question. What are you doing to change the world around you? If you can answer that, you know why you're in my ranks. If you can't answer that, I beg you. I'm not saying I'm asking. I beg you from a position of frightenedness to find a reason and an answer that tells me to shut the fuck up. Come on! I told you he was turning green. You protect all of us. I want you to protect the integrity of every single swinging person out there. If you have a heartbeat, your voice, your message matters. And if you can't answer why it matters, dig deep in your soul and pull something out that says, I am a fucking champion. Because everybody that hears me talk right now is. That's the truth. Everybody that's hearing what I'm saying is a champion. Now go out there and inspire those around you to step the fuck up. Because without any of you, we are all nothing. Does that answer your question, guy? Because that's where the fuck I'm at, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Woo! Rick Flair. Sorry about that. That's all Sorry right, about man. The language. No, that's all right. Well, you, you know what's funny, right? Is is you you is the first f bomb you dropped, right? You cover it with, t- <laughs> and then it was four <laughs> f bombs after that. It doesn't matter, bro. Um, okay, so we're gonna peel off of the questions, right? I, I mean, I'm sure there's more. You guys answer them on the platforms. If there's one that we missed, chiming in a minute. Um, but we got a lot of bullets, and we're running. You know, we're running some good time here. I'm not rushing anything, but. Uh, I want to move down these bullets, yeah, yeah. man. I think there's some important stuff on here, right? Um, one of the things that came up um, and in the questions, and one of the bullets that I have is, as you grow, how do you not fall victim, right? Victim to money or victim to 
material things or product, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to left field this one. Cause I know there's a couple guys chomping at the bit to answer this, but I'm going to ask Tyler this question. So I think just, it's a good question. You know, um, I've been uh, fortunate enough to help out a few different companies doing some stuff and helping them build their brand and do their things. And you just got to kind of know what you're doing it for. You know, you're I, me personally, I'm there to watch them grow and be successful. And uh, you just got to kind of remember who you are and stay true to yourself. Don't just buy into the shenanigans of, Oh, if I do this, I'll get this. You know, if I promote these people, I'll get that, you know, do what you do. Cause you love to do it. You know, like with Kong Valley, I'm working with Kong Valley because I love the message. I love what they're about. I love every person that's involved and I you know I support it and just being true to yourself and following what you feel is best is, is how you stay true to yourself and you don't get lost in the nonsense. Cause there's a lot of that out there. You know, there's people that will want that free t-shirt or want that free hat or sticker or whatever it is they're trying to get. And they're, they're just falling victim to the, the, the pro staff, you know, the promotional staff type deal. And, um, just staying true to yourself is the best way to, to avoid that. Hey, that's funny, man. So you just said something right there. You said pro staff and then slash promotional staff. So right because yeah, go ahead. Go no no. You know where I'm going, bro. Hit it. Right. So you know, being being like working with Cuda Point specifically, I see it all the time. People want they hey man, are you guys looking to get somebody else on your pro staff or are you looking to you know add people to this and that and you know you can tell by their content what they're about automatically. You know they're they don't have anything worthwhile and you can tell they're just trying to get some free gear out of you. So having to sort through that can be pretty difficult. And that's what you call like your promotional staff, you know, giving people um, some, some broadheads to try out so they can take some pictures of it. But you know, then there's the guys that are out there really putting your set, your products to work, you know, out there every season putting in the work, you know, harvesting animals and showing your product. Like for, like Ryan Lampers, for instance, he's one of my, big kudu point guys that guy he's like luke he's out there putting in the work and he's a killer man and he he's what you call a true pro staff type person not just a person out there trying to get free product and Mm -hmm. promote himself you know he's out there putting that product to work and showing what it's capable of doing that's a true pro staff person yeah so i interviewed well said yeah definitely and i like i like where you went with it so i interviewed uh sam schaefer with uh titanium archery products right i'm a member of that team um you know, the ambassador program or pro staff. And Sam says it, he said it on his, mm-hmm. on his uh, episode, right? Pro staff doesn't mean you're a freaking pro, you know, right. You're promoting your promotional staff, right? And that's exactly what it is. So yeah, I like that you hit on that, man. That one, that one kind of, I don't know, trips my right. trigger a little bit. Um, right. For me, when it comes to that stuff, it, it's, I want to know that something is going to benefit me, right? You guys have all heard me say it, right? It's going to bring value to my experience. And there's a lot of flip-flopping around from one to the next um, mm-hmm. without any regard for credibility um, just because you think you're getting something. That's, yeah. All right, we'll pull off of my opinions and stuff. Uh. <laughs> oh, can, can I can I touch on that quick? Yes, sir. Absolutely. That, uh, the whole thing. Um, so... That whole thing, I will admit, I completely fell into the whole pro staff ambassador thing. Um, Me too. Me too. It was one of those things where it was like, I got one 
and I wanted more. I wanted my freaking profile to be littered with all these freaking pro staffs because I want. I felt like I needed, uh, like I had something to prove or that I was something with all of it. And and it was one of those things where it was. I ended up. I mean, don't get me wrong. A couple of those companies, great, absolutely great to work with, great to work for. Um, didn't expect much from you at all. Um, just you can tell the company, the smaller companies mostly, they reach out to you. They're personable. Some of the bigger companies, they, I mean, they could give two shits about you. You're just a number, and that's just it. And I ended up finding myself just buying these products. It's like. It started off where, yeah, I use some of these products anyway. I want to become a pro staffer, a field staffer to get the discount because I'll just, you know, save a dollar or two. And then you start, it, you get a reality check. It's like, Jesus, I'm, I end up buying hundreds of extra dollars in just useless shit that I do not need. <laughs> I, I do that, I'll I'll do that to, without a title. Just to, <laughs> just to try to get a tag or a post on their page. And it's yeah. like, I am, like I said, I am completely guilty. I was completely guilty of that. Um, up until about last fall really. And it was just, yeah. So I, I get it. I, I've been there I, and it is, it's tough. I mean, you get that little bit of, uh, yeah, this is cool. I feel like I am something. This is just want to litter my page to make it look like I'm something where it's like, you know what? Like you said, people see through the bullshit. And, uh, so I, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. I, I appreciate, I appreciate that, that openness and that, and that honesty, uh, honesty there. Yep. Jimmy. I mean, and I think it's hard not to fall victim to it. Right. Who doesn't want, you know, that, that, ring you know and then the only one it rings to is you <laughs> you know what i mean right i don't know i don't exactly. know if anybody's really impressed with it but i think it's very easy for us to lose sight of you know the why again right um yep it's hard not to fall in that trap man but again if if the shit is bringing value like for me there's a few things that if if i was on board you know like with tap dude i, I and i've had the conversation with with uh john and when I talk to Sam, you guys will hear it, man. I'm not going to put my name. I'm not going to say that I love something or I like something unless I absolutely believe in it. And uh, when you listen to Sam's episode Tuesday, you'll hear it. The dude's product is phenomenal. It's an honor to be a part of that, right? But when it's just, you know, I, I like blowing on Phelps diaphragms, right? I can't, if somebody says, oh, we got this over here. Okay, well, you know, why don't you use that product first? See if that product brings value to you in the field and then make a decision, right? You can't just jump on the bandwagon, um, <laughs> right? Right. I, I mean, not nope. even the bandwagon, right? I hate, it's really kind of touchy, right? Because you're not trying to piss anybody off, but you know, maybe it's not a bandwagon, but maybe it's just the, does it bring value to me in the field? It, it, can I back this with some credibility, right? If I've never shot it, blew on it, wore it, packed out in it, how can I back that product? Mm -hmm. you know i don't know man that, exactly that one's you know i, I want to add to you know i don't want to deter people from reaching out to companies you know if they think they can have value but know your value when you go to the table don't just like you said come there not even trying something out saying oh yeah. let me be a pro staff on your team you know i got a youtube page you know everyone's got a youtube page bro you know but yeah what do you bring to the table <laughs> right 
my, you know, my daughter's got a YouTube. I'm not laughing out of disrespect. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing okay. out of disrespect, Tyler. I appreciate the freaking shit out of you because you guys are all speaking on things that strike a chord with me. Okay, so and hold on, hold on. I'm hold laughing on. because I'm proud. Uh, you're- <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm proud. Right, right now. I'm sorry. He's- I'm laughing because I'm proud. John's still chomping at the bit, right? So he's probably still yeah. green back there. So, John, I'm going to give you – I'm going to – because i got to time your ass – I'm going to give you 30 seconds to respond to all that. Go. <laughs> my, uh, I don't need 30, guy. I need 10. Okay. Shoot. My team makes me proud. Listen to what they are saying. That's it. There you go. Bam. Right. Nailed it. Nailed it. So. I'm let's, sorry. No, I'm no proud. I'm sorry to say that. You I'm said 10, bro. You're at 15 now. I knew it. See? I gave you 30. I gave you 30 and you didn't want it. Time's up. <laughs> so let's let's talk uh let's talk a little bit of hunting for the moment, guys. Um let's go uh let's go to Luke. Luke, Luke been, yeah, He's Luke, you've been a little quiet, man. So this is uh Who's chasing what, right? The bullet is who's chasing what. I want to know your number one target for 2019 and a brief why that's your 2019 target. Mm. Believe it or not, 2019 target number one is a Colorado mule deer. Um, The reason being is it's uh, a place that goes back about 60 years in my family. Um, my grandpa, my uncles, my dad, all have killed great big mule deer in this particular area of Colorado over the years. And I finally am going to have the opportunity to go and walk in them footsteps. So that's my number one target for this year. Nice. Colorado mule deer. And the real Tyler McCluskey, you're up, Bob. Um, I think, well, J-Matt and I are both on the mission to shoot us a, a, a Cascade Rosie over, not on the West Coast, not on the coastal range, but cascade rosie because they're a little more few and far in between and they're you know it's uh it's a mythical beast man they're hard to get i was gonna say is that even a real animal (laughs) (laughs) they are and we're gonna find one along with the unicorn there there you go (laughs) um john what is it we heard it earlier uh 2019 that mythical beast to me is my brother's Clyde, uh, if you will. My brother has been there along the journey. He's an exemplary as we speak about we spoke about, excuse me, not speak. Wow, illiterate. <laughs> but we spoke about in my episode about what it was that kept me going. My little brother's been there for the journey and he's put in the time and I don't care if I kill something or not, but I want to see the people around me reach their goals. So my two thousand nineteen journey is Anybody that wants to come with it, let's go chase that giant. As Tyler said, preferably Cascade Roosevelt because it's a little bit more elusive. If you're there and you're with it, let's do it. I'm here. So I would ask Rev and uh, Jimmy this question, but both of them have bad timing, and I think kids are due uh, right around September. So you guys are screwed. You're not chasing shit, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not with a bow. <laughs> not with a bow. I had two guys. I'm, I'm sorry. I love you guys. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, Hit me with it, Rev. What you got? We're not man? taking the wives, you mean. 
<laughs> oh shit, Jimmy just went in the chauvinist column there, buddy. <laughs> so what you got, Rev? Man, so uh, yeah, I mean, with me, I got hit. Like, the crazy thing is, is my kids are due like middle of October, which I was like, cool, I'm game. I like September's free. Come to find out, when you have twins, they're they they're usually you know they're birds like four to six weeks early. So I was like, shit, I'm like sitting in the room, like you got to be kidding me. I thought I was safe. So you know, I like I'm not gonna lie. My wife looked over and she looked at me. She's like, I just saw your world fall apart. And I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. And like I went back and I remember talking about this with you on my episode. And it was like I had to check myself. And you're like, you know, what? hunting is my life. My family comes before everything else. I got to put myself in check. Like, there's plenty of seasons ahead. And at this point, you know, the kids are expected, you know, very last few days of August into the second week of September. And so for me, it's actually pushing me outside of my, my realm this year. And I'm going to go chase, you know, Cascade Roosevelt's with a rifle this year, which after talking to Luke, actually, I like th- this last year talking about rifle hunting elk in the post right? It's like actually got me fired up because that's a whole different aspect that I've actually never uh, I've never got to experience. I've always chased elk with a bow. So I'll be, uh, I'll be taking a couple short two to three day trips in, in October to, to chase the Cascade Olympic Roosevelt. Nice. So we said it before, but congratulations on the twins, man. How's, uh, Thank you. how's the wife doing? Everything going good so far? It's kicking her ass, man, but she's a trooper. I can't imagine going through it, man. Women, they, they go through something crazy with that, but it's a unique experience. It's crazy just because our our uh, our circumstance they're they're high risk. We have to go like every two weeks to get ultrasounds, blood tests. Uh, but we just found out they are going to be identical. So they're either going to be two boys or two girls, and they're going to be identical. And I think we find out the gender within like the next nine days. So that's pretty exciting. Nice man, nice. Congratulations again, man. Screwed up timing, but all the same. Bro. Yep. <laughs> Went too hard on the birthday weekend in January. <laughs> get it while the getting's good. So, yep. uh, Jimmy, get it while the getting's good, Jimmy. What what you got, bud? <laughs> uh, yeah. Besides so bad timing. I, uh, yeah, another guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm in the same boat as Rev there. It's, yeah, you, you got to take it when you can get it. So, it kind of worked out how it did. But, uh, it's, uh, so spring, I gotta I gotta say turkey. Um, just to mostly just piss off Rev and, and John. I was say, there, but John's green uh, again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but to be completely honest, it's not even a turkey for me. I'm kind of um, uh, Jonathan's both there with his brother. It's me and my dad drew the same turkey tag or season. Um, so we both have a turkey tag this spring. So I really want to get my dad a a tom and. Uh, so that's goal number one is come full circle with that and get my dad, get my dad uh, tagged out on a nice Tom. And uh, after that, I mean, just a whitetail this fall, um, kind of, uh, kind of get one, I guess. Just nothing. I'm pretty selective. And lately it's been kicking my ass being that way. So the standards might lower a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, that's about it. Just whitetails this this fall. Nice but, man. Like Rev, like Rev said, it's kind of a hit or miss on when I'm going to be able to get out this fall. So, so we'll see. Oh, I'm sure that I speak for all of us, man. Uh, you know, we wish you guys the healthiest and you know safest of uh, pregnancies and births. There, man, can't wait to uh, experience that that's even it. over distance with you guys, man. I appreciate, appreciate that, bro. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, we've been semi-serious and semi-effing around and got a little bullet here, man, shooting the shit. So, John, if you have some build-up going on over there in your silence, man, now's the time, bro. <laughs> I might just mute it for the next half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to congratulate both Rev and for giving up the best opportunities in their life to pursue family matters. Good on you. But for the rest of us, real fucking hunter. No. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, I, you know, with a statement with a statement like that, I wish Luke was just a little bit more involved in shit talking. Because he can, he could slaughter you know, all of us. <laughs> I will say that I will say Jonathan shoots one elk and one deer in his life, and all of a sudden he's a mix between oh, Fred Bear and John oh, Rambo. Oh, shots fired from across shots the nation! Fired. Damn, Billy's better than a bird. Okay, I gotta go. Better than a bird, bro. Let me go get that steak out of my freezer, Jimmy. How's your bird treating you? You had a good year. You had a good year. (laughs) I don't know, man. I think that's. I I, I do. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not judging you, man. I remember the first time I killed a big game animal too. I think I was 14. It was a big deal to me for the last for the next two years. Jimmy's a beast. Hey guy, yeah. how many weeks ahead of time did you give Jimmy to think of this shit? That's how many really, weeks? really fast for him. Oh man, how many weeks ahead of time did you give him his bullets? That's really fast for him. Hey, that was uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to even you comment to that because I don't want Jimmy firing shots my damn way after that. <laughs> <laughs> shit. And I'm in L.A. I'm used to shots fired. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be quiet right now because the sleeping giant that's been really 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 quiet is the real killer of this entire fucking group of posers. And <laughs> let's, let's talk about Luke for a minute. Hey, Luke. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm not having any kids this long all over. <laughs> Luke's, Luke's, Luke's still says, posted up with the, with the glass out. Just talking about four and <laughs> six points, and I'm pointing at him going, bang. Yeah. Telling them they're not big enough. Yeah, you're not big. Year, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> you're o- you're only eight years old, Mister three fifty, three sixty. It's like Jimmy said. I remember my first beer. I was there once too. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a blacktail on that list though yet, Luke? I was just curious. Asking for a friend. I I've not tried to hunt blacktail yet. Yeah, I, you just you just made the black tail sh- their pants, right? Because now Luke Elifritz is after them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you. So when I, I've got a, a, I've heard guys talk about you know how how tough it is to hunt in Oregon. I mean, there's in the little circuit I've got on, and I've really come to enjoy it, and I like listening to it. But I'm telling you, you know, first week of July when tag results are all posted and done, if I got open November. I'm coming out there to debunk your Roosevelt myth. <laughs> <laughs> November, when they're not talking. I've already said I'm gonna already drive said out in my truck and I'm gonna load one up in the back of it and I'm gonna haul it right back to Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally said that if anybody's gonna do it, it's gonna be Luke. I was like, watch Luke's oh, gonna yeah. smoke a three fifty cascade rosie and just be like, What? Why is that hard? 
I hope it's 389 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send Luke that's 390. Not, that's not 390. Yeah. I was going to send J-Met yeah. the tape. I was going to send J-Met the tape, but I'm going to send it to Luke because I know it's going to get used. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of hate because I'm better than y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clyde's still on my wall, motherfuckers. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey Luke, by the way, Luke, by the yo. way, I hope I'm there to load that elk with you, you punk bitch. No, you Come on, me. bro. I hope we're eating steak at my house to backtrap off your bull, bitch. Come on, I'm with you. I got the salt pepper tax calories. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm game, man. Like I said, I'll know here. About, I don't know, two more months. <laughs> and guess what? When I go to Wyoming and you help me achieve the bowl of my dreams, then you can talk all the shit you want. Until then, come to my court, motherfucker. I'm Shaquille O'Neal in this bitch right now. <laughs> nice basketball reference. I'm impressed. <laughs> what are you trying to come yeah, back from the insults you shot out work. earlier? Jimmy was quiet after the insults. <laughs> <laughs> then he comes back with a compliment. He's just he's just thinking about March Madness when when Wisconsin got beat by Oregon in the first round. Oh, Jesus. I had them losing, too. What about Tyler? Let's hear from Tyler. Dude, I'm, I'm, Tyler, I'm just enjoying the show. Dude. <laughs> Tyler's just chilling, man. Yeah, Tyler, you're really good at media stuff. It's about as bad as I can get with you. What's that? You're really good at media stuff. That's just that's the biggest jab I have against you. Dude, you just broke my heart, man. Yeah. <laughs> So there, dude. I'm not gonna sleep tonight. Oh, <laughs> uh, so all right. I just want to. What's your plan, guy? I'm. Uh, what's I'm, your plan? You you saw what you know what I'm after, man. I'm after my boy getting in them bulls this year, man. We just uh, just finished setting up his bow, and uh, man, he's excited. I'm excited. We're running around tooting on tooting on uh, diaphragms and bugles when we're at the house, man. But yeah, I'm I'm pump man you know my focus has been my bull and uh you know some redemption from uh luke's neck of the woods kicking my ass last year losing that bull and then my boy jumped on this man and you know my priorities have shifted um my intent is to get him into into bulls or into elk and uh lay one down man that's you know if i get one on that trip it'll be it'll be a bonus but yeah it's my focus bud um and then i got some uh words of wisdom from Mr. Wyo there. So I'm going to attempt that come June. <clears throat> so we may be in Colorado and then make the trip up to uh, Wyoming. I was planning to hit you up in Oregon, but uh, yeah, I got to get some redemption in Wyo. But yeah, that's my chase, man. <laughs> I was listening to you uh, talk on, uh, on the podcast the other day there, guy. And you said something about avoiding grizzly bears. Yeah, man. When I, when I first when I first started looking at, it, I'm like, damn, dude, there's grizzlies up there. <laughs> so yeah, Have there you was. You got over that? Yeah, I'm not worried about it now, man. You know, being being out okay, there last good, year, okay. it wasn't it wasn't uh, that big of a deal. Smell Cal. Um, wondering. And then looking at California. looking at when uh, or where you told me to try for that uh, that leftover, I was like, well, it's either deal with mm -hmm. it now or. You know, that's yeah, they're there. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not that worried yeah, they're, about they're it. Yeah, they're the there. Yeah, 
you know, you, okay. you know how it is. You kind of deal with that stuff, you know, as it comes and then rolling out there solo. Yeah. It was a concern, man. Cause you always hear that, right? Don't go in the Grizz woods, you know, solo, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just the unknown. We don't have them here a in guy, California. Go ahead. Guy, the people in California tell us it's the safe to swim with sharks too. But do we do that? Yeah, I do. Negative ghost so, right? yeah. We oh. do that fucking <laughs> No, not without steel around us, bro. And now when Luke's saying, are you scared of grizzly bears? This is the man that pets polar bears yeah. for whatever reason. He's a three-year-old son that it's cool to be manly. So discredit what Luke just tried to say because grizzly bears are still fucking scared. No, they, no, it's, <laughs> no. And I think, but that's important, right? That's important. You, you have to, you have to have that awareness, but it's not going to keep me out of the damn woods. Right. And, and like I said, rolling solo on something, you're really wondering what that is going to do when you get out there. And, and sometimes it's actually facing that fear the first time um, with some reluctance, if you will. Or some caution and, you know, dealing with it after that. I mean, where, you know, a couple of my spots and John, I've told you about it, a couple of my spots here, man. It's, you know, it's Cat City. So, you know, I could deal with that. I'm, you know. That's that. Yeah, what McConaughey? What, what did our boy McConaughey do? That dude's a legend. What did he do? With what? There's tapping here. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in there with my people, but my brain's gonna tell me the smart thing. Hey, by the way, if Wyoming elk fever isn't there to protect me from reality, then I should probably stay the hell out of here because Wyoming elk fever is a savage among men and his ginger beard scares manly men. What? Well, I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, you know I mean, no, I hear you. I think with the grizzly thing though, man, it's, it's not, it's not knowing how to deal with them. Um, and I think, and Luke, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that they are very, at least my understanding is that they are very unpredictable. Yeah. I mean, unpredictable is a good word, but there's a lot of, I mean, there's, it's like anything that we don't understand that we're, that poses a threat, right? It gets blown out of proportion maybe. And I mean, that, that fear that you have is there for a reason to make you aware, make you think about it, make you conscious. Um, it, it, I mean, they ain't ate me yet. And it, I ain't, it ain't cause I'm something special. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. The big, yeah. the biggest Some thing I had to try. do for me, I mean, you just, if he wants to eat you, he's going to eat you. Yeah, you're done. That's what he does to stay alive. So there ain't no point fretting about it. And that's, I think that's what most I told myself. Don't, most of them don't want to eat you, though. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, because if they did, they would. <laughs> most, yeah. he says. Yeah, but I also think there's something where they can smell when you've killed everything around them for 30 years. Then maybe maybe I shouldn't eat this dude. But then when they look at guys like me, J Met, they're like, Hey, look at this fat retarded furless deal in the woods. That's like that's like guys like me maybe. guys like you hunting. Like, dude, you're the decoy. <laughs> there's the truth, guy. That's what I was getting at, the truth. Yeah, no, there's Luke's not scared because he's got fat friends. That's the point. You gotta have a decoy. <laughs> but I mean, that's real stuff, right? I mean, you talk about cats, right? You, you know, you start talking about grizz. I mean, you know, and then the states that have 
the wolves coming in. Jimmy's dealing with that now. I mean, there's even a threat from the wolves, oh, yeah. right? I mean, you start talking a pack of wolves, you you know. It was just a, you know, Luke, it was just me having to deal with something that I wasn't accustomed to, right? And it's going to be the same when I, you know, decide to journey up into Idaho and I'm in wolf country. You know, there's going to mm -hmm. be some, there's going to be some caution or reluctance or, you know, a little bit of apprehension and fear there at first, but, you know, it's not. Wolves ain't going to do nothing. It's good to be scared, right? It makes us aware, makes us think, but. Don't let it stop you, I guess. Yeah, it's not stopping right. me, bro. I don't like using that word. As the wise as the words of my wise leprechaun friend, do you need the shovel? <laughs> That's how I equate everything now. One of my leprechaun buddies there, not mentioning names, Wyoming Elk Fever, asked me one time <laughs> about my, my personal insecurities. Do you need a shovel to bury that shit or are you gonna deal with it? Mm -hmm. No, well, that's Luke, what it is. Here to tell you. I'm here to tell you publicly, Luke, you questioned me in a way that I needed. Like what guy's saying on a real note, deal with it. It is what it is. Are you going to live your life in fear or are you going to go for it? So I got, okay, you know what I mean? this brought up something, right? So, Jimmy, what freaks you out in the woods, man? Yeah. What, what, what's that little thing that makes you look over your shoulder in the woods? Uh, bear. Black bear. Um... There's plenty of wolves in this area. Um, they've been around for a long, long time here. Um, but honestly, I've never want. I've had plenty of close encounters with wolves. Never once have they scared me. But it's just that unknown. You know, the black bear attack. I guess that's kind of scared, scary to me. And now, uh, about a, this last winter, about a mile away, my buddy. But his grandma was walking the dog and saw a cougar or a lion on the river bottom. And I was like, are you shitting me? All I hear is these horror stories and you guys talk about these lions. I'm like, yeah, yeah that sucks for you guys. Um, but now it's like that. Now that is in the back of my mind because I would rather face a bear than a lion any day. Well, you ain't going to face a lion, Just, buddy. Me too. <laughs> you, won't, my, you got a lion. Oh, well, yeah. Gonna face won't him. even see it coming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> during let me just roll it, your eyes out of it. <laughs> walking, walking out at night, it's probably a bear. Um, but yeah, I have no fear of wolves. I mean, I've there, I've been around them enough, seen them plenty of times to know that they're not gonna really mess with me at all. Um, but a black bear this time of year with cubs, you never really know. So Tyler, so, you've been quiet, okay. man. What's what's you know what's that thing that makes you look over your shoulder? I'm gonna forget to go with the cats because I, I live here over on the coast. I'm like 30 minutes from the from the beach where I live, and our cat population is through the roof here. Like you go down any trails, there's cat tracks for days and cats. Um, so just having that you know in the back of your mind, just the silent killer, man. They're they're gonna be on you before you even knew, know what happened most time if they really want to, you know. I've a uh, I do a lot of like um hammock camping in the summertime. Just take my hammock out rather than a tent, and this feeling like you're a a meat burrito floating between two trees for <laughs> you know, a mountain lion to come munch on is just terrifying. <laughs> I've definitely had some, I've had some uneasy nights, dude, in my hammock for sure. You know what's funny is I use one too, right? And I've and I've tried to hang mine 
high enough to where I feel comfortable right. <laughs> in one of the right. areas that I got that I have a lot of cats in, and I can can't you can't even get in and out because it's no. so high, you know. Right. <laughs> Pretty funny. What about you, Rev? Man, I don't know. I I'm gonna have to say the wolves, but I'm gonna have to say it's not out of the fear of of them themselves, but. After like coming in contact with them uh, quite a few times the last couple of years, it's my fear is that I'm going to get a, in a position where I am going to actually have to shoot one, and then I'm going to have to face a consequence for it because Oregon doesn't know what they're doing with the management of them. That's my biggest fear right now. Like, I think I told you that story about yeah. that, that wolf coming in like 30 yards, and it's just like I don't know why. First, I mean, I had a shot, but I just was in a position where I like I saw the collar on its neck, and I was like, I don't want to answer to this, even though like I know I'm justified. And I think that's like, I, th- dude, I honestly, that crosses my mind all the time. It's like, if I see a, if I see a wolf, like what, what, what line do I draw? Like where my safety, like, I mean, you see, a, it's, it's going to only be a matter of time. I mean, wolves are becoming so much more present in Oregon right now. It's crazy. And people don't know it, but I've spent enough time over East. You don't even have to get far East anymore to know that they're there. I mean, I, I, I told you this, this last season, when you first hear that bark, it's going to send chills down your spine more than a cat or bear ever would. It's just, especially when you know that, the game management's denying that they're that they're there that's i think that's the worst part it's you know it's like you can go you know it's just like you said when you go to wyoming you know there's grizzlies there there's nobody denying that you know when when you come to the coast of oregon you know or when you're down in california you know that there's lions there but the the worst part is like when you're up in the mountains and you you tell someone it's like i saw wolf people are like no you didn't no there's no wolves there it's like dude yeah yeah there really is big coyote yeah they're doing the same that's the same thing doing here in Wisconsin as the cougars. You know, they've been denying it years. That's why for here, cougars are the, you know, it's cougar versus wolf. But yeah, yeah. I totally understand that aspect of, of yeah. it. Yeah. They're crazy, man. Yeah, that's... Uh, there was wolves as far west as the Detroit Lake not long ago. I've, I know I've, and, but you know, ODF and ODF and W still just talks about, you know, oh, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll, we've been taking care of the management. Well, it's like, you look at, we had that one wolf that came up from in the Klamath area. And I think within five years, the population's increased by like 500%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Crazy. really think that they're tracking all that? No, yeah. they're not. So Luke, you got one, man. Things that go bump in the night. What is it? Yeah, I I'm, I got one. It, it's not bears or wolves or mountain lions. So it's like other hunters. hunters. <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't. I don't know. Two hundred ever been like lost, like completely lost your sense of direction and bearing, and like to have to physically set down and accept to yourself you don't know whether you're going left or right. And yeah. it, it's, uh, it, that's, I mean, that, that's a fear. That's a, a fear like I've never felt. And that was, oh man, that was oh heck, oh, almost 30 years ago, you know, 25 years ago that that happened to me. And that, that resonates with me every time I, I step outside to this day, uh, very aware i try to be as aware as i can of what's around me so that i don't get into that situation again that's a big um, one man i mean that you know that might amount to days you know of trying to figure yeah, it out yeah i mean it just it just i mean we we try to live in such with 
such control in our lives. Well, when you're lost and you don't know whether you're looking left or right, you have zero control. And to have to relinquish and accept that's pretty frightening. Yeah, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. That takes that takes me, man. You nailed that. I actually that takes me back. I should I didn't even think of it that way, but I remember when I was like back before the times of Onyx and GPS and all this stuff, I was probably only like twelve, maybe thirteen, but I was out out in Central Oregon doing pushes through some heavy, heavy thickets where the big bucks will bed out there. And I remember one time, same thing. It's like I saw my, you know, I had my uncle off to one side and one of my cousins off to the other side. And I ended up getting going out like, you know, probably 700 yards too far. Same exact. I mean, out there in Central Oregon, it's high desert. Everything looks the same. And I was so lost. I couldn't find the road. And I was out there for a good four and a half hours before like I finally got to a road and I just walked it and finally found. But I remember being in that and that definitely i've never felt a fear like that and especially as like a younger kid i'd only been out in the woods with my dad for like four years at that point and it's like i i think it was probably one of my first years carrying a rifle so at least like i had someone to protect myself but at that point it don't matter like if you don't have anywhere to sleep that night (laughs) good luck yeah that's a and you know we talked about you know the grizzlies i was apprehensive luke said scared um i was apprehensive (laughs) But, you know, one of the things, one of the things that really concerns me is uh, other hunters, right? Guys that aren't ensuring that they have full eyes on what they have in their sight. That scares the living shit. Um, and then here, you know, when, especially in rifle season here, man, it's, you know, and it sounds cliche, the orange army or the pumpkin patch, but it's, it's insane, man. Um it's it makes it hard to go like you chop it at the bit for opening weekend but man i mean it is like friendly fire like you wouldn't believe <laughs> the wild west yeah it's scary man it's scary i remember you know my boy um we went out he was probably 10 or 11 and uh decided i was going to take him out opening weekend a rifle and we went local and uh Man, the first we got out the truck, man, and I I was glassing and I'm looking and I'm looking at all the orange and I just hear the crazy ass random shots and I'm looking at guys that are below the shots and just people firing and it was just like, screw this, man. It was a it was an eye opener. It was years ago, but man, what an eye opener. And then you hear the stories of guys, you know, shooting does or shooting fawns because they're shooting, you know, through a bush or just yeah, that that scares the mess out of me. There ain't no coming back from that. Right, especially yeah. when it's rifle season. That's a rough one. So, Luke, any any use? Everybody, not everybody, but I get a lot of people that laugh at me, man, because I still fold up the USGS maps and put them in my pack and have my, you know, I always try and map out my plan, right? When I'm going to an area, I, I do my homework on the area. Any Any maps going into the pack because of that experience? Are you still... Are you still relying on, you know, I shouldn't say still, but a lot of people are relying on, like Rev said, Onyx and the GPS and whatnot. And in my opinion, man, I just, maybe it's old school, but I still don't have enough faith in electronics to leave that map at home, man. Do you? No, I'm a paper map guy. No paper map. I got like two and two. I always carry two maps and um, one of them is mine. And the other one, I always leave. Uh, in my house with my wife. Yeah, I do the same and thing. Mark, marks my spots. I circle all my spots where I'm going to camp. If I move, where I'm going to move. And I heard it recently too. But I, that is a that's a practice I participate in too. But no, I'm I'm still a map guy. I like a big fold out topo map. That's where I always start my scouting too. 
So not only from the state, but I, I like to look at topos and, and start making my plans. And then I overlay. Yeah. I use Onyx. It's a wonderful tool, but with you, I mean, that's a battery. It's an electronic. I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong with it. And I think it's really important that we teach ourselves to not rely on those things, especially when we're, we're getting out because they, they're, they're going to fail you one of these days. Um, you need self-awareness. You need to know how to use a real compass. And I think that's an important thing, you know, that's it. And that's a lost oh, art. Yeah, I use both. It's a lost art, right? It I is. mean, a lot of guys don't, don't even consider it. Right. I'm talking to guys that are, you know, and I, and I love Onyx, right? I'm not saying anything negative about Onyx or GPS or anything like that. I love it. It's, it absolutely is one of the, one of my favorite tools in my arsenal, if you will. But man, there ain't no way that I'm leaving my map at home. And then I even use flagging ribbons. So I'll go and I'll map out like, like recently, right? I found when I was in uh, Utah, I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, Carta maps, Carta custom maps. Um, mm-hmm. Man, they're, they're, if you know the area that you're hunting and, and you've been scouting and you have camera locations and wallow locations, et cetera, et cetera, do that. Their mapping is freaking badass. Um, but even with that, I'm still taking flagging ribbon, right? If I, if I'm chasing something and I got to peel off of that plan route and it's deep and dense or something, I, I take flagging ribbon, man, and I'll pull off, you know, one foot pieces and tie them high enough so I can see them. If I do lose my way, a lot of times we get, you know, chasing something and we're not paying attention to our surroundings man you get in some of those deep drainages or that you know that dark timber and uh, sometimes that gps don't come through so yeah what about you john what's what are you doing man i know you're hunting in you know some home ranges that that at this point i assume that you know very well but you like to venture off what's your go-to at this point with that stuff you know honestly uh years ago people told me you need to get the, the Garmin Rhino or whatever and I agreed but at the time I won't say that it, I was better or worse off but financially it wasn't in my pocket but I got that Onyx map and I will tell you that the one thing that I will relate with Luke on this is the topo I run my maps in Topo 24-7 because in my opinion, in my opinion, what may on satellite look like a clear cut or shrubbery could be an alder patch or 12-year-old reprod, right? But the one thing that won't lie to me is, am I on a flat spot or am I on a steep spot? Um, With that, I I run my tracker in new areas. So because a lot of the time I'll pop down into something and let it lead me where it leads me and try to find the most efficient route out of it. But I would say it's super important to be aware of, okay, like in the case of Onyx, like for me personally, yeah, you can run it in airplane mode, but realistically some of these areas I'm going, I'm not preloading maps. I'm going because something has led me in scouting in this, in the sense of scouting or pre-season type efforts like something that i've seen has dropped me down into there and that may or may not be in something that i have a map of 10 square miles covered of and if it's not does that stop me from going there until later on nine out of ten times no it doesn't 
I'm going to drop down it anyway. And go after So I might anyway. start my tracker. Exactly. So I might start my tracker then. But one thing that I'm very aware of is I might not know if I'm headed north, south, east, or west, but I know I'm headed down or what, right? I've always had a photographic memory. So for me, I guess it's maybe not fair, but there's certain things that always stick out to me that I try to pound into my short-term memory of, I need to hit this point no matter what, right? And so I've made it a habit personally, like if I go into something I'm not sure of, I don't, I generally tend to try to come to a certain point to come out of. At least then there's that one point in my mind that I can gather myself around. I can orientate myself around that one point, be it a stub, be it a tree, be it a tree stump, a, a meadow or a thick patch, whatever it may be, right? Uh, it might be a certain type of vegetation. I don't know. It just depends on the area. But I, I find that one thing that I know I can, in my memory, come back to, to try to gather myself. And I've been looking into that card of map thing, ironically enough, because I think it's important to have a backup. I think uh, Onyx is great. But I think Onyx is great, and I think Google Maps is great. But for me, one thing, just where I'm at in my, I guess, my purpose-driven hunting is before I go look at Onyx and try to pick an area, maybe I want to hold out a map on, in the topo sense, look at it and really, really pick it apart for every contour line, for every direction, for every drainage, for every dip, dive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anything, because sure, although Onyx, from my opinion, is fairly accurate, I'm sure there's stuff I'm missing. So I want to look at it more in depth and then maybe go put boots to ground what I'm seeing on a physical map and mark that with Onyx and go from there. I think that for me. So like with Onyx, what I do, right. Cause I get in that same position is I'll, is I'll use the offline. Right. And I'll spend hours um, saying, okay, this is my area. Right. And I'll use that, you know, close up view. I forget what that ratio is. Uh, when you're getting down to it, but then I'll also zoom out, right? I know I'm not going to go past five miles in this given area. And then I'll actually zoom out of that and then create another offline map that covers just a larger area. What basically what I know my, my distance is going to be, or my max distance from where I started is going to be just in case I have to peel off and, and chase that. But I think it's pretty important. And I've heard, I've heard it quite a few times where guys don't run that offline and they'll rely on that that signal, man. And that's, yeah, that, that could be disastrous. Could be disastrous. What are you doing out there, Tyler? Well, so one thing I've had happen, let me say this real quick, guy. One thing I've had happen, this even happened to me this uh, Monday when I was out bear hunting. Just I'll know where I'm at, just being aware. But my because of satellite signal or whatever, my GPS might read me upside down. And so when I double tap on Onyx sometimes to tell me what direction I'm facing, I know I'm facing the opposite direction, but for whatever reason, it shows me facing the a 180, right? And if I was to just be like, oh, well, Onyx says I'm facing 180, I might dive deeper into something than I meant to, right? And common sense would dictate turn around and walk out the direction you just came in. But for those guys that are, not from here or don't deal with this regularly 
that can become a shit show really, really quickly. You know what I mean? Because then you may, you may be two miles further in, even though you're not, but two and a half miles from the road, orientationally speaking, your GPS just led you deeper down this drainage. And now rather than just walk out the direction you came, you might think, well, I've crossed the road over here or over there because where your GPS is misleading you to tell. And I'll tell you that in some of the areas I hunt, my satellite signal does not support my current position. Yeah, that's, right? that's But that's crazy. being aware of knowing where you came from. You know what I mean? Well, that sense of direction, right? I'm And I'm, I'm tooting my horn. I got a really good sense of direction. I don't have to pick it up. Uh, I'm just very cautious. But, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that being cognizant of, of your location, man, is is a big deal. Tyler, what are you doing out there, man? Yeah, so I'm kind of on board with the, the paper maps, too. I like using paper maps um, for certain places. If I go more towards the Cascade range, not the coastal range, I'll stick with the paper map as much as possible. Um, Onyx is pretty new to me. I haven't used it a whole lot yet. Um, but when I, before I go into area, I'll really hit it at home on like Google earth. I'll try and like study that area. I'll put waypoints. I'll measure distances from roads and parking places. And that's how I've actually found a lot of really good hunting areas. just on Google earth. This was before, you know, on X and all that stuff. And then I'll get a paper map to go along with that area and then kind of use my waypoints that I placed on Google earth and put them on the paper map. And then when I go in there, I kind of have a good idea of what my game plan is. And like you, I'm actually really good with like directions and where I'm at in the world. Um, but when we're on, on the coastal range where I live, like you can't really get lost here because you're either going to hit the beach or you're going to hit a road. Like you can't really get lost here. So on the coastal range, I don't really worry too much about it. And the signal for like GPS is pretty good. Um, I've got the actual Oregon chip for GPS. So I use that in my GPS, which is pretty accurate. And it shows like topo maps on there and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty on point. So that's, that's kind of how I've been going the past few years. Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm here. Go ahead, man. What um, you got? So obviously it's a little different here. It's just flat, which so everything's <laughs> the same the same shape on a topo map. <laughs> well, yeah, and I I tell you this though, it is very easy to get turned around. I mean, there is it's not just flat fields where I'm at. I mean, it is. I'm on the South Shore of Superior. It's very thick. And it is very easy when you're a couple of miles in one of these forests to get turned around and not know where the hell you are. Actually, I could so, see that being worse. It is worse. Like when I came back, because when I went to Colorado, I the first thing I did, I got a paper map. I uh, The unit I went to, you know, I went online, bought a paper map, studied it. And that this was before I knew about, or I really... Uh, dove into the whole Onyx thing. Um, so I studied that paper map. Obviously had that in my pack and then with uh, have marks or uh, spots marked out on it. And then got the Onyx and same thing, marked my whole hunt basically on there. And when I came back, I told Lace, because my wife was very nervous about me getting, you know, turned around and lost. And I was like, no, it'll be fine. You know, I got Onyx, you know, airplane mode, explained everything to her. And uh, when I was out there, I found it very easy to kind of maneuver where I wanted to be. Like I would look at same thing, the topo on it. 
and I could make my way there without looking at my phone that often. Or if I did, I knew I was on the right track. And uh, around here, everything's flat. There's nothing to really go off of. So it's like you can't keep your, you know, the ridge on your right side and just follow this ridge. It's you walk for a couple hundred yards and you look, you're like, how the hell did I get turned around? It's like you go take a couple uh, steps around a couple of trees and all of a sudden you're going 90 degrees in the wrong direction. I was actually uh, going to preface so, asking you with talking and then I realized yeah. <laughs> that, you know, it's tough. It, it, it's probably a lot harder because like you said, you can't put that ridge to your ride or, you know, that uh, nope. those those um, twin peaks, you know, off to your right shoulder and blah blah blah. So yeah, I could see that being tricky, man. So yeah, I, like I said, um, I was gonna preface it talking, but yeah, I caught myself. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, there's not the, I mean, around here, there's there's not the endless, you know, country either. I mean, it's if you get lost, you pick a bearing. If you can, if you have a compass, which everyone should have a compass, I guess. You just pick, you know, go south. You're going to know something that's only going to be four, five miles flat, you know, flat walking versus out there in the mountains. That's four or five miles walking in mountain terrain is a little different than walking flat. Good deal, man. So cool. Just thought that was, yeah, that was a little fun tangent there, guys. Um, so, Rev, I got one here, man, specifically for you. Mm-hmm. So you you know we'll see the we'll see the work truck rev stories man fired the f up. <laughs> um, some people would consider you know and and you know it, it's what it is very opinionated, um, but very passionate in the delivery. Why don't you uh, give us a little bit on that man? What what gets your We'll get your gears grinding there. We'll get you fired up. Why the post? Man, honestly, I think, man, this it might be long-winded, but like one thing when, when Jonathan, Jonathan and I connected, it was like, if you haven't told by now, like just him and I have, you, you let us, you let us, if you want to light the fuse, go ahead. It's just, we both have those personalities. We're bold. We're usually like to speak our minds and like, for me, I'm pretty personable. I don't have a lot to say unless you ask me to say it. But what I've noticed is like, I used to really hold my tongue a lot just because it was like, I didn't want to piss somebody off or I didn't want to offend somebody. But it's like, if I can come from a reasonable place and say things that are relatable to people that I admire and respect, um, the feedback I get from people, it increases like tenfold every time. Anytime I say something, you know, when I go on one of those tangents about, you know, being humble, um, you know, providing about, being a family man about stop focusing on losing and taking that as growth. Every time I say something passionate that comes out as me getting fired up, it's like, I swear I have like three new people in my team. I'm like, man, dude, like what is this Kong Valley thing? And that's my whole goal. Like my, my goal, I, I don't, I don't want recognition. What I want is to lead you to the light, which is Kong Valley. And that's where, that's where the magic takes place because that's the community. That's the Neverland that we're trying to get you to, to where you realize your potential and that you realize that 90% of the shit you see is all smoke. Like, and for me, I think that's, that's the hard part. It's just like, 
I mean, when I spend my time, you know, if I'm in between jobs or I'm cruising or I'm at, you know, I got an apprentice running in to grab parts and I'm like sitting there scrolling through, I'm like, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Another dude lying about another, another pro staffer, another pro staff. Here's a dude like, and it's just like, man, people are selling their souls for like, you know, like Tyler was saying, people are selling, selling their souls for a t-shirt and a tag. Like, and it's just, it's just crazy to me. And I'm like, man, and I'm watching guys, like I'm saying that are cut from the same cloth as like most of us guys that work a blue collar job have three kids, you know, middle-class family. They're not living large, you know, and they're sitting there talking and I'm watching like praising like, Oh my gosh, man, this guy's just like, and I'm like, you're fantasizing about another grown man who's living a lie. Who's telling you, you know, it's like you're buying into stuff that's not real. And instead of sitting there being proud of what you do, fantasizing about being the best man you can be for the people that actually care about you, you're trying to be something that's not real. And like, to me, I don't know why, man, it just sets me off every time I see it. And my, I, every time, you know, I try not to be redundant. I'm sure I do say the same things more than once, but like when I go off on those tangents, I try and say something applicable that's going to get somebody fired up to make a change, like to get them moving in a different way to, to make them think or see differently. And, you know, one of the things that has been heavy on my heart lately is to just have the conversation. And for me lately, it's not to talk with people that agree with me. It's to get in conversation and dialogues with people that disagree or, or have some confusions because it forces me to p- display myself differently and, and not come across arrogant because I like to be able to show that I'm not just, you know, coming from one facet or one, one opinion. I like to be able to see both sides and I like to be able to have a conversation and understand how I can better, um, you know, relate to, to things that are not of my nature or things that come from a different, because there are, I think there's a fine line. I think you got people that are just straight lost in the sauce by choice. And I think there's people that are just, they're ignorant and it's not by choice. It's just, it's what's shown to them. And that's why I've had to be careful. It's like before I was talking a lot of shit and I, I like to talk my shit. I'm a hater by nature. And Jonathan has called down <laughs> multiple times, but I'll own it because I am. I get sick of people's shit. I get tired of people telling lies and trying to be something they're not. And I'll call you out on it. Like it's, it's not it, it, because the thing is, if you're going to do it, then just own it. Because I respect you. If you sit there and say, dude, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm going to sell out for this shirt and these, these broadheads and this bow. And I'm like, cool, dude, at least you owned it. Like that's, that's great. Just don't try and sit there and tell me like that you really believe in these companies because you're sitting there on the back burner buying their, you know, their rival company stuff. So, you know, when there's people out there that approach me with questions or there's people that approach me with disinterest and, you know, I've, I've posted a couple of the conversations, but it's interesting. I swear, I don't know how these people find my page, but there's like a couple, usually older, you know, middle-aged women in their forties or fifties, like, and I'm sorry, bro. Most of them are from California, but it's like, they're like, why do you, know, why do you do such things? And it's just like, I'm always asking like, Hey, with all due respect, I'm willing to have this conversation if you're willing to hear me out. And 60% of the time they're willing to hear me out. Other times, you know, it's, it's, it's a lost cause, but one mind at a time, man, that's the goal. That's the goal for me. If I can get somebody, one person a day, one person a week to, you know, to re reinvent the way that they think and, and they approach certain circumstances, I feel like that's my success. There you go. Good deal, man. Um, So I'm going to start with Luke and I'm going to roll into Jimmy affecting boots on the ground, man, taking this beyond a message, right? A goal. How are you guys? What's the plan to affects affect boots on the ground? When are we going to see this transformation of a message into physical manifestation? 
think that's uh, that's that's one of the more difficult parts, right? Um, because we have to. So it's, it's going to be a matter of capturing it and showing it. Um, I'm telling you, it's happening now. Um, seeing it happen, but it is a product of us practicing what we preach and being available to get out there. Um, and walking that walk with guys and, and showing them that, that we mean what we say. And it kind of came to light, came true to me here in the last, I don't know, 30 days, 45 days. Um, with people responding and, and talking about how they've seen the message or heard the message and they're ready to, to go. So at that point, we're going to, we have to be willing and able to make the time to, to be there for them, you know, whether that means, you know, going hunting with you or taking you out and showing you how to sight your rifle in or, or going fishing or just sitting down and having a cup of coffee talking about it. Um, we're going to see it manifest that way. Um, you're going to see it manifest through the involvement and the growth of the following. Um, and it, yeah, that's where I'm at on it. So, Jimmy, from from your seat there, man, uh, Flatland Easterner, the guy that's heading up that ambassador program, man, same question. Uh, yeah, so it's, I mean, he pretty much nailed it. It's, we all got to hold each other accountable. Um, like you said, just live by example and uh, get out there, show respect to everybody in your posts and what you're commenting on. Um, you can't, you can't just start or if you're one of those people that likes to call a bunch of people snowflakes, they're in posts. You can't, if you try to steer away from that aspect of it all, because that is, that's getting nowhere. It's not helping anybody. Um, it just kind of fuels the fire with everyone else. Um, but within our group, the, the people we're trying to reach, hold the chip, hold everybody accountable, set the example, be positive, you know, and if somebody isn't just, uh, have a conversation. You don't have to call them out in a, you know, big crazy way. Just send them a message or in a subtle way to say, Hey, what, what if we think about it this way? What's, how about we think, you know, go about it this way instead of just bashing everybody else. Um, so I think that's kind of how we got to go about that. Just holding everybody accountable for, being positive, I guess. Um, been talks of a 2020 hunt camp, man, somewhere along those lines. So John, how are you going to make that happen, man? There's, uh, quite a few guys that, that need to come to the central location, man, and chase animals and campfire stories. What's the deal with that? Um, 2020 speaking, Man, what I would like to do is just really try not to overcommit. That's the biggest thing, right? And all of this is growing so fast. Sometimes it's hard not to overpromise people. But one thing that I can tell people just due to circumstance of Oregon starting earlier than other states and such is 
we can always count on having an opening weekend before the rest of y'all. So, um, we've talked about Jimmy coming out here to be specific and joining me and Rev. And obviously this year that's went to shit. Um, not in a bad way. <laughs> in a great way for his family. In a great way for his family, but just, you know, that's something that in the future, like if he feels his odds are better in Colorado, if he can swing coming here for four days before he goes to Colorado for 10, let's do it. You know, and one thing that Jimmy and I personally have talked about is, well, hey, you can't hunt elk this year, but August 1st, you can hunt bears, right? And for the price of Oregon, anyway, give or take 20 bucks, $200 will get you here non-resident on a bear tag hunting, hunting fall black bear. And at least you're here. And so... For me, 2020 camp is really dictated by, one, what do we draw? Uh, the, the sheep tag in Oregon, to be honest, is random. So I could tell you, 2020, we're going to do this giant elk hunting camp. We're going to meet in Oregon this date. But if I draw my sheep tag, sorry, boys, it's a once-in-a-lifetime tag. My focus, as much as it pains me, is not on elk anymore any longer i'm gonna go try to kill a bighorn sheep which happens to most likely be in august or early september um but if everything plays out normal let's just play normal circumstance we what we would really like to do is we'd like to put together a camp be it oregon idaho just somewhere where we can montana even wyoming where we're at just somewhere where we can OTC put together something to bring the collective as a whole, like at least those guys that are out there living this every day, like we are, um, in the one spot to shoot the shit, go out, pursue their passion and put their, put their, put their money where their mouth is. So 2020s to me would be, I'm and. I'm going to call you out right now on this podcast. I'm going to say, hey, 2020 to me would be guy, stop worrying about fucking hoodoo and let's come here in August. Come here when we when your arrow matters outside of home. Oh, no. So you, okay. and, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. Uh, that, uh, time out, time out, time out. Time out, no, you, time boy, out, time boy, out. Boy, boy, boy. I don't mean that disrespectfully, <laughs> but what I mean that is, is <laughs> hold on, time out is, I, I mean this in a way of encouragement. I want you guys to, if you if your schedule will allow, know any and every one of you are welcome to come and join us in a Kong camp. I don't care who you are. If you're here to hunt and pursue your passion and not be afraid of failing, I got a spot for you. That's what I mean. So let's hold. I'm going to um, back. I'm, no, hold on. <laughs> so so we're, I'm, we're gonna i'm gonna with you a little bit so i've been trying to get you and and christian to hit that hoodoo course with me right and both you little bitch boys that keep copping out and copping out right i well, gave the, you when, i gave you when, my reason i don't get a, oh you're gonna make me go there bro this late you're gonna make me go there right 
So look at that arrow matters, right? Whether you, whether you're like Christian and you, and you have some avoidance <laughs> of uh, the fanboy situation as he called it, which I, I don't agree that that exists there as much as some other places. Um, yeah. I'm calling you out on this, but that arrow matters, bro. Right. I mean, it's one of those, it's one of those opportunities to go stand by stand side by side with some guys that can shoot um it doesn't ramp you up like you know having that elk or that deer or that you know bear in front of you with that bow um but it it's and it's a good time you're meeting like-minded people um in most cases the group of guys that I shot with last year were phenomenal dude that's why I'm going back this year is to meet more of those same type of people so yeah I'm gonna call bullshit on that arrow that matters thing cuz every arrow we let fly with purpose it matters Especially when the end result is that animal, you know, going down ethically. So yeah, bump that. Um, and then, and that, hey Luke, hey Luke, I'm an I'm guy. I'm gonna fire back at you for a second here, real quick. Go ahead. Hey Luke, what? all those what? all those target courses you're shooting with your 300 WSM there, or your Lapua. Uh, I'm just wondering how many of them foam life matter when it comes down to when you pull the trigger. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You, you uh, rifle hunters shoot 3D to be ready. It, no, it, oh, but, no, they don't. They just kill it. That's right. Right. But, but he, <clears throat> I got a cough guy. But every, but every shot that he <laughs> takes on steel is honing that skill set. Right. That, that is one yeah, more I'm step just, to I'm being more efficient. I'm just wondering if they do that at the 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 mountain challenge to get ready. If they would pull one up, if they pull one together with guns, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, I, I and I think it's important, man. I think it's important. And then again, it's like-minded people, right? I oh, so okay. Here we go. So John, I'm gonna call you out on something else with it, right? If if the mission, no, fuck that, Rev, Rev, I'm calling you out on it. So, oh, come on. If the no, hold on, because this is this is a more of a rev question, right? Or or a statement or whatever, however you want to look at it. But if the mission of Kong Valley is to bridge the gap and the issue that you have with those shoots is what's keeping you from them, then how is that mission that important to you? Well, I mean, that's a, that's, that's a good point, but I think in, in defense of that, like I'm not going to hoodoo to make men's and bridge a gap in a place where there's already people that are already committed to hunting. You're not going to find many bridges to gap. People there are already established in what they want to be and why they're there. So, and okay. My issue uh, is oh, hold on, and, hold on. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to cut you off. So then, <laughs> I turn to so call then, bullshit too. I'm ready to call bullshit too. So then why not, <laughs> then why not go shoot with me one day? When that shit rolls around here in May. Go ahead. Who was that? That was Luke, right? Luke, go for it, man. That's me. I'm calling bullshit. Here's where I'm going to call bullshit. So, whether it be a, a certain person you don't want to be around or whether it be a, a, you think they're already established, all of those are excuses. That's where the bullshit lies. You're making excuses. You're not owning your own shit. And we're never going to bridge gaps if we don't own our own shit personal all of us have like I, i'll tell you right now i one of the drawbacks to me not picking up a bow again 
is because I'm sick and tired of listening to everybody talk about bow hunting all the time. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, that, that's a, I mean, I don't, I, I do, I've done it. I do it. I've got a bow. I can shoot a bow, but I mean, but that's, that's my thing, but I got to get over that if I'm going to bridge the gap. Right. Yeah. That's a all good those point. guys that, that hoodoo challenge, they're the same guy that you're talking about that is dividing and devising. So don't sit there and say, all oh, those guys are already established. I'm not going to get anywhere. That's bullshit. You could get well, a not, lot of places. Yeah. It's not about, not no, it is. That's exactly it, yeah. what you said. Yeah. I, maybe I, I worded it wrong, but my point isn't not that I'm not going to well, get Well, no, you don't word it wrong. That's what you said. That's the bullshit. Part. Don't make an excuse for and just by you said those guys are already establishing what they do and they're hunting and on and on and on. And two bullet points before we talk about, we got to get rid of the division and the industry and all this. Now that's the industry and the division and the, the first place is in ourselves. Call your own bullshit there. Okay. Fair enough. I probably, I, I, if I see, I see how that came across that way. And I guess I, I miscommunicated what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm not going to those. Don't justify, to- don't make an excuse for it. Just own it. No, I am. I'm just saying that we're bullshit number four. I'm trying to reword what I'm trying to say was what I'm saying is I, when I, when I think of going to those shoots, I'm not saying that I'm trying to go there to bridge gaps. So therefore that is probably an issue. Maybe I should be going there with different intentions. My, my intentions of going to those shoots is for me or anytime I go to a shoot is to practice or become better. So when that's why when I'm saying when I'm going to those things, I'm not going there necessarily to make friends. The last time I went, I spent an hour and a half waiting in each lane to shoot. That drove me away from ever wanting to go back again. It was a bunch of talking, chit-chatting, and, and guys want to socialize, which that's great, but that's not my intention of being there. So that's my that's why I'm saying there's different purposes and different reasons. People are going there to have fun, which is great. I'm not hating on that at all. It's just not the environment that I'm trying to put myself in if I'm wanting to go to a shoot. If I want to go to a shoot, there's a course here that's 30 minutes away that I can go shoot a full course and be done in two hours. So I get what you're saying, but I think there was a miscommunication on what you think I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm going to go there and not try and bridge gaps. That's not, that's not it at all. But I'm also not going there to necessarily showcase or, or make friends, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's not my intention of when I go to a shoot. So, John, and I'm can, I, can I interject uh, now? No, 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 I, just not because I just did something. Hold you. on, hold on. Go ahead, Luke. I just pointedly did something, and and, and I'll apologize right away. I, I set you up, Christian, because I knew I could. So, but the answer that you just gave was us owning a reason that we're not doing something right, mm-hmm. and not trying to make up some hocus pocus bullshit excuse. And I, and the reason I wanted to do that was. Is, to me, that's what's so important about walking the walk with Kong Valley. Okay, We can't yesterday stand up and say something like you just said, and then tomorrow say something that's contradictory to that, and then rely on the when somebody calls us on and say, well, I, I just, I said it wrong. We got to be conscious of that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, absolutely. That's what, well, that's what I was calling about bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, shit, we've learned this how many times. totally different answers there. (laughs) You've got to be careful with your words. That's that's everything, man. That's the social media as a whole. You can't can't expect people to understand what you're saying. Yeah, words and and actions, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so John, you had... I'm done. Thanks. Uh, Jonathan, you there? 
I'm gonna call you out, guy. I'm coming after you, bro. I just got to see a slug fest. Now I want you, motherfucker. Why is he echoing? I'm calling guy out. Okay. Because he's talking about shooting foam like we're talking about shooting animals. That's what I'm calling guy out about. Time out. Time out. Time out. I I want I want this. I want what I want what. I want what. Are you in your car, dude? No, I'm not in my car, damn it. Can you hear me now? Hear me now. <laughs> twice. Twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> God doesn't want me God to doesn't want you right now. He's protecting you. He's protecting you, bro. I'm coming after you, Fomat. Come on. I'm waiting. <laughs> my, my point with this is the network, it's cool. It's not necessary. We can each do our own thing in the off-season to dedicate ourselves to what we love. I don't care if it's dry casting. Ooh, look at that. That's a big word for not very good fishermen, right? But Luke knows what I'm talking about. I don't care if it's dry casting. I don't care if it's shooting a bow in your backyard or shooting a 3D horse. That big word is false casting, not dry casting. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm I'm hearing turkeys in the background. Anybody else? I'm sorry. Turkeys are in the background right now. But but for the rest of us that are... (laughs) My point is this, guy. Before we go about why we won't show up to a a shoot to grow publicity... No, 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 no. That's not... (laughs) Put words in his mouth there. No, hold the hold on okay so i thought you were gonna actually come at me correct right so i'm I'm just saying bro you didn't come at me correct i said hey guys i'm gonna be in oregon we've been talking for x amount of months right come come hang out for a day and shoot hey john i'll pay for to come out there and shoot right but both you gave me an excuse about why you can't come out there and shoot that no 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 tell the truth now I'm going to call you a liar. Luke just called just bullshit on. What? I said I would get there because why? When I talk to you outside of this. I said I would get there because why? I'm asking you to. Because I think it's important for you and I to connect in person. So, okay. That's why. Outside of all my personal, outside of all my personal feelings, I said, guy, call my bluff right. You know what? I'm going to let everybody call me a punk witch. Outside of my personal life and what's going on with my wife and what fits her schedule, I will be there because it's important to me to what? Show my support and spend time in person with you. Regardless of my opinions of your what shooting ability. You shoot, what may or may not <laughs> my shirt. My shooting ability. Let's call it that. Let's call it that because we're going to be PC and I don't want to get into something that I don't mean. However, however, what I'm going to say is because of my desire for Kong Valley to be unique and not be 
every other motherfucker that shoots a bow in the spring represented. I think it's important that we link up and do something together to show people a different side of us and to, and to have the opportunity to conversate and grow Kong Valley in a positive manner. And get out the... So and- that being said, I had to lay... And, and this is going to come back to something I feel like we skipped. Growth. I oh, no. We haven't skipped immature. it. Okay. I'm just making sure. But I was immature in my original response because I'm going to say it right here on this podcast. I made a judgment on 3D shooters and on people that go to these 3D shoots for no good reason other than my own insecurities of who I am. There you go. Own it. And I think I just did. I own owning that. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that's, but I'm telling you, I made a judgment call originally. Let me make this clear. Originally I made a judgment call regarding a 3d shoot based off of my personal insecurities within a lot of representation of, the industry within my area. I think you guys and what would enjoy I the follow shit out on of social media shows me. And what I follow on social media because of bow hunting being specific, not that any kind of hunting is more predominant, but because for whatever reason in my lost sheepness, if you will, I know that's not a real word, but just work with me. Because of my my inabilities and and the following that I currently undertake I made a judgment call based off of a preconceived notion that all people that shoot targets or 3D courses are a certain way. But due to growth and due to my respect for individuals outside of the Kong Valley and inside of the Kong Valley Collective, I did what? I owned that I'm a fucking idiot at times and that sometimes I need to shove my foot in and sometimes I need to shove my foot in my mouth sometimes that I may or may not be in the wrong on my preconceived notions that's what I did I expect to see uh, uh, I'm signed up for at least one day from Rev and uh, and John you know what I'll, 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 I'll put Bond on it right now I'll let my one bad experience go and go with you this year there we go that's what I'm talking about why don't you guys also you call your happy now gay from guy from Western contours? Oh, now you're jabbing. Now, do you really want to jab? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, you can edit that out. Edit that out. That was rude. Okay. Back to my point though. I don't think that we as archery hunters shooting a 3d shoot should get more importance or become more predominantly an influence than a rifle hunter. And I'm going to say this in the, not in defense of, but in lieu with Luke, that a hunter is a hunter. Yeah, no, it is. And I would Absolutely. argue that there's a, there, there's a misdefinition within archery hunters. There's a misconception within archery hunters that a false narrative, man, I can't believe I'm going here, but there's a false narrative going on right now that I would say is the word, it's, a, it's not even the right word, is intimacy with archery hunting that you don't get within rifle hunting. But how can you say that when 90% of what we do as archery hunters is, ironically enough, bugle and shoot the bull that comes in or responds to our bugle or one that's within the immediate area when a 
the hunter as of say Luke's stature, a rifle hunter, who cares? We're hunters, right? But for, but for all intents and purposes, let's call him a rifle hunter. Like Luke goes, finds this elk in July, learns every little nick and cranny that he lives in, learns every nick and, can, and, nick and cranny of the country that he lives within, learns his where he coughs, where he lays down, why, how long, where he goes to water, watches him go and breathe, and then understands that on his way, on the, I guess, on the exit of the breeding circumstance, knows exactly where to find him and when and kills him where he lives. That, to me, at 900 yards, I hate to admit this. I hate to admit this. I do because... I used this intimacy word two years ago. I used this intimacy word a year ago, six months ago, probably. I think you used it on our but podcast. Realistically, that's not, <laughs> I, I'm sure I did. And, and again, I, dude, I'm, I, again, I, I'm not trying to time date myself here, but I was wrong. I was wrong because I, I misused this word intimacy for close proximity. Right. And I was going to say that. I'm at hunt because I like, be within close proximity of what I kill in the engagement that that occurs, but I will argue in defense of rifle hunters of certain circum of certain circumstances, if you will, that they they may know better or more intimately know the animal that they kill from nine hundred yards than than we do the animal we kill from ten. And I think I think the word intimacy is just the. It's a descriptive that we use, but it's probably the wrong one, right? You know, but that there's no probably about it. I mean, there's we can go down that rabbit hole all day, right? I mean, you know, 3D shoots and shooting foam, all that stuff, man. That shit is fun. I don't care. It's fun. It's a good time. You get out there, you hone the skills a little bit. You're shooting crazy ass angles. You're shooting shots that you that you know you're never going to take on an animal. It's just a good damn time. So why are you taking? Why are you what? Why are you taking those shots? Well, you're that's what they're called. The oh, they're called challenges, bro. I mean, you're not out there to hone a 104-yard uh, shot skill, right? You're out there to just see if you could fucking do it, right? It's about taking that, you know, that impractical the point shot. And it's fun. It's it just, is just fun. Yeah, it's fun yeah. doing it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just fun. Time. Yeah. Don't, don't overthink this shit. It is just fun to go do that kind of stuff. Dude, I did train to hunt two years ago and never am I going to be sprinting through the woods with a hundred pounds on my back, but I did it for train to hunt, dude. And it sucked, but it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really what it amounts to. And we all, I don't think I need to, but I'm going to defend your positions, right? We all have opinions about, and that's what's so great about this platform and us talking like this is because we could have opinions and, and, you know, me saying, Hey Rev, I'm gonna call you out. And Rev said something, Luke's going to. I mean, that's the, that's the bitching part about what you guys are doing. Um, and that's one of the things that I respect most about the group of you is you're holding yourselves and each other accountable. And I think that's important, right? So I don't want to hear, I don't want, you know, somebody to hear this and go, oh, this guy's saying this. Yeah, it's opinions, man. That's what it is. And, it, and it's bitching that we could sit here and have this open discussion, right? And get different opinions and different views and strike a chord and, you know, talk and everything. I, I think it's very important and, and you know, for for Rev to, you know, as usual, as Rev does, right, is is take it on the chin. 
and step up to the plate and Luke being, you know, man enough to really say, hey, Rev, what the you just said this. Um, I think it's important, guys. I appreciate the out of that with all of you. And it's, it's good. So John was a kind of alluding to it. But there's been some leaps and bounds as far as individual growth, man. Luke, why don't you why don't you chop on this one first, man? Yeah, individual growth. I mean this this one right here is what I'm telling you is the big my biggest thing right now, and <clears throat> and where I'm I see so much value being able to be created by what's happening is is in individual growth, and I was coming in the last hunting season and and washed up with social media and just kind of over it, and I was in that trap of making excuses for it. Got talking to Christian and got talking with Jonathan. I really liked, I mean, they, they were preaching the things we're talking about and, and I liked it. I liked hearing it. I liked seeing it. I liked reading it. And, uh, so I kept, I followed along, but then I would turn off Instagram and I'd go back to my day to day and fight with myself over it, you know, and, and, and be angry about it. So the individual growth thing for me was, I mean, you just said it right there. We we got five, six guys sitting here talking on the phone right now and somebody says something and it's not right and you get called on it and it's okay. And you look at yourself and reflect and why did I say that? Well, because I'm falling into the trap, you know, I'm, we, we are hit in the face with advertising and digital stimuli that tells us we're supposed to do these and believe these things constantly. It's hard to turn it off. But when, when Christian or Jonathan or Jimmy or Tyler says, Hey man, noticing this, you're not, you're not really holding true. I'm calling bullshit. I mean, it makes us, it makes us reflect. And my reflection was, in my personal life, not necessarily in my hunting life. Um, but I was able to, in the last three, four months, whatever, really sit down and start looking at the tenacity that I chased elk with and accept the fact that I don't pursue my life with that tenacity, that I was just going through the motions in, in, in my life, which is a lot bigger part. So thanks to Kong Valley and really the reflection and, and walking the walk, it started me on a new path, you know, now to, to live a better life, to be a better person, right? To, to have quality time with my family, to have quality time at work, to take care of myself. And so for me, that personal growth is just that right there. Stop making excuses for myself. Um, own my bullshit and fix what's not right just get up and do it so one would not expect that to come out of what we call a brand an outdoor brand right that's mm -hmm. a big that's a big deal man i mean that's a lot more than outdoors or a lot more excuse me 
a lot more than hunting, a lot more than fishing, a lot more than kayaking. Um, you know, those, those areas, those facets of the outdoor experience that you guys are trying to, that's big, man. That's, that's personal growth, right? People would look at that and go, huh, I didn't expect that. Right. And I'm sure people are going to look at what you just said and, and some are going to get it and some are going to go, man, I had no idea. Um, and then some are going to go, oh, that's crap. I don't want to hear it. But man, that's huge. That is huge to be able to, you know, again, have those conversations and those, you know, those reflective moments, man, and go, you know, and bring it back to this movement. Big deal. Jonathan. Did we lose John? Did we, did John jump off the front porch after that last bit? You there? No, I'm here. You beat me up pretty good, but I'm sure. So let's talk about it, man. Personal growth. Cause we've, you know, you and I have talked about that before. We've seen a ton from you. Why don't you, why don't you hit us with it, man? Um, yeah. So I'm going to get into this on me first guy. And then I'm going to pose the question back to you. Right. And I, I want to pose the question back to you because I'm curious, but uh, for me, this is what started as how to save hunting has turned how to unite a front has turned to how to be better people, how to be better adults, how to be better fathers, how to be better husbands, how to be better friends, how to be better bosses, how to be better workers, everything, how to be better, seriously. And when I come to personal growth, a guy... 110 days ago, not 90 days ago necessarily, but 110 days ago, if we were to have this conversation about foam, I would have been called names based off of a camouflage company that you wear. The example versus a lifestyle that you represent. And so for me, when I talk about personal growth, it, man, Luke nailed it on the head when he talks about your personal life and the purpose within what you do and why and how to be a better individual or, or how you, the tenacity that you can you chase the rest of your life with is this has really taught me to be hungry to not hear why but know why as we spoke about offline when people talk about hot topics like where private where your money goes within certain organizations to be specific and I don't want to drop names because I don't think that that's appropriate right now for what we're talking about but let's just say you support a certain certain organization and you're not sure where their money goes well 110 days ago I wouldn't have gave two shit I would have said well at least I supported them and I wouldn't have tried to find any more of an answer but now I'm like well I don't care if it's $45 a month or $45 a year I want to know that Forty-four ninety-eight goes to here, and why? I want to know my direct impact within what I'm doing, and uh, a lot of this we've kind of figured out a way to showcase through action. Through action. And in this case, in this it's, case uh, it's uh, for me. It's shared, for me. It's uh, like the the like the journey of a bear. Journey of a bear. For Luke, this For is Luke, like this is like 
Let's go to let's go to Montana. Montana. You're echoing again. Somebody's on speaker. Somebody's on speaker. I mean, though. How about now? How about now? Doubled up. <laughs> I'm even I'm hearing myself doubled now. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, Long. I was hearing you the first. Oh, we're good. Okay, so for me, this is like on to sharing my journey as a bear hunter. You know, a year ago, I might have been reluctant to tell people this is my first year intentionally pursuing a spring bear right because i'd be afraid of getting beat up over why i haven't done it in previous years but now because of my growth through this kong valley is what i have to attribute to and to friends like luke i i literally have begun to like okay i'll share with you a little bit i haven't shared with anybody but like on monday when i was in the woods i was in there and i was when i was walking around and i was looking at the shrubbery and the grass and i'm checking the wind i I constant, I was processing on a level that I've never processed on before. Like it's not just shrubbery grass, but why is it there? Okay. There's green here. So what is that green? Is that green nutritional? Oh no, it's not nutritional. So why am I here? I'm here to kill a bear. So if I'm here to kill a bear, I know that a bear coming out of hibernation for all intents and purposes needs a large density of nutrition because it's been sleeping for a few months. Give or take, it's woken up as the weather's permitted, but it still needs a certain amount of nutritional value within what it eats, just like the animals I pursue. Elk, right? So why would it be here if all there is is, say, moss and ferns and shrubs that don't ever get chewed on in any of the areas in any time of year that I'm pursuing animals? They're not going to because that's not their food source. You know what I mean? So for me, when you talk about growth, I know this is a simple way, but I look at it in even that, like that I was able to walk through the woods and process my surrounding as I'm hunting and equate that to factual data that, I'm doing good by being out there and looking, but I'm not looking in the right places. And how can I, how can I make my pursuit that much more? How can I make my time more effective, more efficient? That's something I never would have looked at. I would have chalked that up as I went on a stroll through the woods and there wasn't nothing there. I didn't see any bear sign. I didn't see this. I didn't see that. There was no bear. I didn't kill a bear. But now I'm looking at it as I went in the woods and I gathered data that the place and time where I was, the elevation in this person in this particular hunt doesn't hold the nutrients to hold a bear that I'm looking for. It might have one in passing, but I'm not effectively hunting. But that translates, like Luke said, into the rest of my life. As a father and as somebody that cares more about my kids, why am I spending the little bit of time I have at home on Instagram? I'm a blue collar guy. I'm a tower crane operator for anybody that does that hasn't heard this before. I work 40 to 60 hours a week in the construction industry. 
And then I come home and I work another 40 to say 80 hours a week on Kong Valley. That's real numbers. I don't care who you are. Tyler can, man, Tyler being the, the guru of social media can tell you how much time it really goes into the shit. But, you know, um, I spend all this time doing this and that. Uh, and then when it comes down to it, I don't got 45 minutes to watch a TV show with my wife because I can't help but pick up my phone and reply to a text or comment on a picture. So I started looking at this purpose. And when you talk about growth, I can't help but come back to that. That it, It's made me more full and really appreciating and valuing every second of every day of what I'm doing and why. That there's a purpose. There's a long-term, short-term, immediate reflection of what happens. Yeah, now I'd like to hear from the guys how they've grown, if you don't mind asking them. So, Jimmy. Oh, no. Let's, yeah, Jimmy, you've been quiet, man. Where you at? Oh, man. I'm, no, I'm here. Just soaking it all in. Um, man, it's... The biggest growth for me has been in the last, you know, three and a half years with my son. Um, there's obviously that... <laughs> a kid changes everything. Um, and I've wanted a kid for a long time. And listening listening to Jonathan earlier in the podcast talk about me was, man, it meant a lot. Um, it, I don't even know what to say about it, but it really touched me. And uh, thank you, Jonathan, for the kind words. Um, but it's it comes back to family with me. Like I said, I wanted a kid for a long time and I wanted them to have a, a life that I grew up with. Um, we're pretty old school in this part of the state, Wisconsin. It's We're in the middle of nowhere. Um, everybody knows everybody. Everybody shakes hands. Everybody respects everybody. Um, so it's that I've grown up knowing that my whole life and I wanted my son to do that. So to hear people talk about it, it's... <laughs> it's kind of weird it's just because it's, it's not just me around here. It's there's several, everyone kind of does it around here, I guess. Um, so then a couple of years ago when I got on the go wild app, you know, I started meeting Jonathan and Dan and talking with Brad and Don, the founders of this, the go wild app there. It was, you know, you start meeting all these like-minded people and it's like, damn, this is this is really neat. I mean, it's it's something that I kind of knew around here, but to hear like Jonathan, like the whole Kong Valley thing, to hear other people's stories throughout <laughs> the whole country and world, really, was really touching. And so, you know, you start talking with pe- these people, and I wasn't doing anything different. I was still having my kid outside. I work nights and I watch my son during the day. I get very tired sitting around the house after working a night shift. So it's like, well, like it or not, buddy, we're going outside. So that's kind of, everyone's like, Oh, you're always outside with your kid. It's like, well, one, yeah, that every kid should be outside. And two, I will fall asleep with a two year old if I'm in the house any longer. So we're going outside to get some fresh air like it or not, we're going out there. So, um, so yeah, so just meeting everybody on there and just kind of, we always talk about finding your voice. It's 
it was fun just documenting the journey with my kid. Um, he is, he's a great kid. I mean, won't go down that rabbit hole, but it's, it was fun seeing other people kind of follow me and influence people, I guess. And that once you get a little taste of that, where you can influence another parent or another, anybody to influence a kid. I mean, that's, that's pretty powerful stuff right there. Um, so I just kind of kept doing what I was doing. And then Jonathan reached out with the, you know, the Kong Valley thing. And it's just like, man, it's, it's been a blessing. It's, if you can reach anybody in any way, shape or form to influence the next generation to pass on anything, if they take away anything that you've taught them, I mean, that's a win. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just been, uh, it's been a very blessed learning curve for me. And, uh, yeah, I'm very fortunate to be a part of a, great community to do that with and and the one thing i gotta say right and i'm not belittling or taking away from anybody else but the one thing that stands out to me with jimmy is that there's like a piss and vinegar excitement every single day for those walks with his boy right and and that, oh yeah that probably has some relationship uh with me and my son right you know looking back on those on those early years and stuff like that um, so yeah, that, uh, that's the one thing that really stands out to me It's there's a fire that just, it seems like it ignited even harder, man. So, uh, Tyler, man, what, uh, any growth out of this whole thing, man? I think it's really helped me kind of grow more professionally. You know, I, uh, prior to, to Kong Valley, I was, I was working with Cody Point and a few other little companies here and there, but. Um, once I started working with Kong Valley and helping them with content, it's made me want to just grow more and do more and help out other companies and help out other things. And that's kind of how Mountain Built Media came to be is because I wanted to help other companies, you know, um, share their vision and show what, what they want to do. So it's really helped me up my game there for sure. And um, just the quality of, of work that I'm putting out there, it's helped me step that up for sure. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. So, man, we are chopping at almost a four-hour episode, man. So we're at 347 right now. Well, we're going to try and kill this at four hours. Um, <laughs> J-Met, what's on the horizon, man? Give us a quick one. On the horizon, we're working on some short film stuff, just purpose-driven stuff. We just relaunched the rebranding at Kong Valley. Check out our Instagram if you want to know more about that or DM any of us, and we'll be glad to talk about it. But there's just a lot of moving parts. We're going to go big 2020 with some goals. I don't want to talk about specifics, but just know that we are coming to represent all of you in a very high echelon manner with some of our film work and some of our plans. It's ever growing and ever evolving. So I just, what's on the horizon is grow or die. That's, that's it, man. I had, I had the bullet here for kind of everybody. I want to pull the final message from, from Luke. Luke, why don't you, uh, why don't you give us a, a final message put out there for KVC, man, and, you know, take a minute, two minutes, and 
it's all you. Yeah, I think one thing I want you to watch for and think about with the KVC and I mean, we're using a hunting, fishing, outdoor platform here to bring you a perspective and an opportunity to just just to think about the reasons that we do things um, and pay attention to that. And, and all of us are motivated and find inspiration in different ways, but hopefully we can bring you a message and show you a way that allows you to look at your life, every aspect of your life and, and attack it and challenge it and be a better person because of it. Um, understand that something as simple as, you know, the love for the outdoors can get you a mindset to get you there. And you can learn to have that be transferable. Um, know that we're just normal people. Um, if you're willing to ask, I'm willing to, to talk, to help, you know, and every one of these guys is, you know, Christian did it for me first. I mean, he, he was the one that welcomed me in to start this off and introduced me to it. And, uh, you know, Jonathan and Jimmy, I mean, hopefully you can see the the diversity and the different aspects that's coming through this. And at times, while it's confusing, we're going to work on making that clear. You'll see that path coming, um, tightening up, um, live the journey, you know, like, like it says, you know, life is a journey. Embrace it every moment. Stay tuned. Yeah. I mean, live with purpose everything we do do it you know i already talk about it with your bow everyone that's done with purpose is meaningful well every breath we take with purpose is meaningful it doesn't have to be just hunting man we can live life like this that's it so a closing john uh it's only appropriate man you give us the you give us the kvc closing here man All right, man. Well, first is you heard from my guys. There's real as it gets. We're humans. We disagree on certain topics. We agree on others. But most importantly, we love and we live with passion and we continue to just grow and evolve and adapt and we make mistakes. So if anything you've heard tonight comes across contradictory, I would encourage you to reach out and talk to us because we want that conversation. Um, there's not anybody on my staff or in my team that doesn't have a place. If you're a lost sheep and you're wondering, I don't care if you're on my staff or you're just somebody listening to this that wants to know why, why do you care about me? Reach out so we can tell you. Reach out to any of these guys you heard right here. Any one of them, Tyler, Jimmy, Luke, even Dan, he didn't hear from Rev, me. Shoot us a message, ask us, why do you care about me? What makes me different? We're here for you. We want to hear from you. More importantly, we're all equally fucked up, but we're all equally the same. And we're all in the same fight. And that fight, I cannot stress enough, is for the betterment of the community and the things which we love, which happens to be fishing, hunting, hiking, anything outdoors. And so I guess my closing statements on this would be that if you're scared, don't be. We're here. 
if you fall backwards, we're going to pick you up. If you need a reason to raise your voice or elevate your voice, we're here. If anything pushes you to grow and you're not sure how or who to help, every single person that you just heard from is there for you to push you and to encourage you to pursue whatever endeavor it is in your life relentlessly. And if you don't hear this from me, please hear it from the four hours, I guess we're going on previously (laughs) that every single individual in this, regardless of background, regardless of location, truly, truly cares about what happens tomorrow. Good deal, man. So any final any final shout outs anybody has Rev, Jim, Luke, Tyler, anybody want to get anything? Uh, Last little quickies. I got to give a shout out to my nephews, Hunter and Gage. Um, They're really excited about me being on podcast and Hunter, uh, he shot his first year last year and I was with him for it. So it was a pretty big deal. Um, So Hunter, Love you, buddy. Gage. Gage is has not hunted. He's a, he loves animals, but he's thought about trying it this year. So, Gage, if you're willing, you know I'm where I'm at. Give me a call. We'll go out together, buddy. But uh, Hunter and Gage, love you. Man, that's how you use influence, bro. That is exactly <laughs> how you use influence right there. Um, <laughs> man, I mean, really, right? It, does it get any more important than that? That influence in those little minds. Right. Good job, Jim. Yep. Hey, so no, Mountain Built Media, man. Um, I got to get after it. That's a huge shout out. I wanted to give him a shout out. You beat me to it. Yeah. So, Tyler, I love my website, bro. I appreciate the hell out of you, man, for knocking that out of the park. I haven't. It's published. Westerncontours.com. Man, I appreciate it, dude. I like it. So everybody go check it out. Get on that uh, mailing list there. Uh, you can you know, check out the podcast. I'll be uh, adding content as it goes. If you guys got any questions or if you want to share your story and get on an episode, um, shoot me a message on there, and I'll be happy to start taking a look and you know, reaching out and talking to whomever it is. If you have something that uh, is worth sharing, which I, in my opinion, most of these stories are, um, and if anybody has anything for Mountain Built Media website, any media content stuff that they're working on or looking at Mountain Built Media, you can go to westerncontours.com, click on his link, and uh, yeah, take you right to Tyler there. So yeah, I appreciate that, man. I had to get that in there. But I appreciate it, man. You're very welcome. Luke, any last, man? Any closing? On that note, guy, I got one last thing for you that you don't know about. What's that, brother? You ready for the curveball? For your listeners, for your listeners, we have two green 20-ounce Kong Valley Western Contours limited edition tumblers for a giveaway. We will let we will let Guy decide who they go to, but I'm going to tell you that before I send them to anybody, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you liked, what you didn't like, what you want to know. Reflect on this episode with my executives 
the guy that's one coming to you, obviously, right? You didn't know about this blindsided motherfucker. <laughs> Thanks, man. We have Appreciate limited it. edition tumblers that nobody knows about in honor of saying thank you to the guy for what he did. These will only be available to our executives or the individuals that have interviewed on behalf of the Kong Valley going forward. But I have two that will be ready next week to ship to give away. Nice. What I got to say. Can't wait to see it. Luke, Luke Tyler. Oh, you don't get one, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick myself. I'm gonna comment and pick myself so I get one in. Uh Christian, you quiet, man. Tyler, anything anything left, man, in the tank there? Luke, anything left in the tank? I'm good, brother. It's been a been a privilege, honor again, man. Keep doing what you do. Love listening to it. Keep bringing them stories out of people, man. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Same here, man. Same here. All right, gents. Well, we are at 357 and 45, so we're going to wrap it. Hope everybody got something out of it. Any more uh, questions or anything, direct them to me or the Kong Valley guys. Everybody's available. I could point you in the right direction. Um, or if somebody doesn't know who's talking and you got a question about that in person in particular, reach out. Again, guys, as usual, I appreciate it. Keep plugging away. Keep spreading the mission, the message, and we'll talk to you guys soon. To learn more about Kong Valley Collective, go to kongvalleycollective.com or follow Kong Valley on Instagram at kongvalleycollective. You can listen to all the collective episodes at westerncontours.com. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.